but yeah, boy, that Bayformers event was fun. Uh, there was there was some good. It was all beta stuff. It was a beta oriented thing to to help test cards, uh, and an alternate win condition stratagem uh, was a little bit broken, and uh, I got to play against it first with a deck that was very specifically unable to beat that stratagem. Like very specifically, the deck I'd made was like, no, I actually can't win. So I'm just gonna practice <laughs> while this goes on. Uh, but that's all been tweaked. It's good stuff. Card games are fun. As is podcasting, which we're doing right now. Aaron, hi. Welcome to the... Uh, we, we finished a month of 2022. Figured we'd get this... Uh, ugh, well, you know, work it in a little bit. Get this year uh, fired up. Uh, boy, I hope this year's going well. Aaron, how you doing? Uh, getting ready for a blizzard. Oh, cool. Yeah, we got a pack of racists over in Ottawa, and I'm real mad. Yeah. Um, hopefully February goes better. Yeah, uh, I mean, it can't get much... No, I'm not even going to... No, 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 no. <laughs> Lived experience. We're not allowed to say the the, the funny yeah. phrase anymore. Yeah. Because <laughs> we, we tried saying it as a joke. Yeah. A year ago. <laughs> back, in, back in 2020, and that's... <sighs> what the f*** is going on down there? Yeah, uh, by the way, to any Canadians out there, you know, if you know, you know, if you don't, then hey, good on you. Um, if you want to have a long discussion about how you think that maybe I'm being a little bit harsh about Ottawa, uh, you know, just go and drink some wet concrete, and then we'll have that discussion. Um, I'm real hot under the collar on this uh, January 30th, 2022, but not about Transformers. It's going to be a real fun, friendly Transformers conversation, because uh, uh, we're <laughs> going to talk about... Uh, some acquisition inquisitions, um, we're, uh, we're, yeah, we're, I kind of, I kind of settled on this, uh, Sunday recording, because I just wanted to keep moving. Now we're in the An Army of Bees era, uh, those podcasts are starting to launch, and, uh, I want to keep the momentum going, so, um, we do not have a TJ with us at the moment, TJ is in transit, um, and I'm not sure if we'll get TJ in uh, on this one, but that just means we'll get TJ in on the next one because we're going to keep rolling. Aaron, are we unstoppable? The answer is yes, but, you know, go ahead. I mean, I'm sure that there is something that could stop Absolutely us. Absolutely nothing. Uh, we've co- we've I mean, conquered uh, we've conquered the mortal coil. We've conquered the boundaries of flesh. Oh, you guys don't know about that yet, but uh, it's all good. Um I mean, when when the thermonuclear war like takes out the servers that were hosted upon, that's fine. We got we that'd got be, that'd be rough. I mean, I've got I've got some data backup that we can talk about later, but I'm not sure how much that'll store of the the engrams. We got perfectly good brains, all right. That we've only tapped fifteen percent of, or whatever the the whatever it was that Charles Xavier said in the one movie. Um, yeah. So we're we're all gonna be fine. Uh, we're so fine that we can talk about some transformers that we got of late, even. Uh, how's about that? Aaron, you got a Transformer I've still never seen in person, I believe, if I recall correctly. Yeah, I did. I forget what the price point size class is called anymore. Core. It might as well be a deluxe core, the core sound wave. Um, and he's like a little posable G1 sound wave, I'm, uh, complete with knees that bend the wrong way. I'm, I'm jealous. Bunch. I'm actually jealous because the Megatron and, and Starscream core figures, which came out 
500 years ago? I don't remember when Kingdom Wave 2 was. Or maybe a year. Yeah, something yeah. like that. Um, they're, I think, the best uh, core figures in Kingdom from what I've messed with in the first two waves. Uh, Megatron and Starscream greatly outclass Optimus, and, you know, I think they're a little bit more fun than Rat Trap. Uh, Vertebrake is, of course, the, the top tier, but... Uh, I was hoping that that sound wave would uh, would be pretty fun. It sounds like, from what I've seen on Twitter, he's pretty fun. Aside, I, I guess yours has got uh, some G one knee action going on. Yeah, it's not like the he just wants to fall over forward. Oh, okay. G one knee action. It's just that, like, because he has the same transformation scheme as G one sound wave does, mm-hmm. like to a letter. So, like, his knee has to bend forward ninety degrees. Um. Yeah, but yeah, I mean tradition. he's 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 very poseable. Um got kind of a double shoulder because the way that the shoulder rotates back um for his transformation. So he's got some like flexure in there. He's got a little tiny cassette that I kind of wish could do like just a little tiny transformation, but I totally understand why it wouldn't cuz it'd be even smaller than like the old world smallest stuff. Uh, but yeah, he's a fun little get. Good at that price point for what it is now still, I believe. Yep. Um, I also saw the the neon green version of that same uh, fossilizer-like guy and left him there. I have seen that uh, that version, that redeco of Vertebrake, who has an actual name I always forget. Uh, I've yeah. seen that figure... About 14 times over the last however long yeah. that's been in circulation. I, th- I think, so is Soundwave the only one in his wave that's new then? Yeah, because I mean, it's a It was, it was a, a redeco, right? It was a bunch of those neon green ones and then Soundwave on the yeah. shelves. It, the, their wave is just those two. Okay. Um, so I believe they're, they're the only two in the case. I think it's an even case, but uh, even that is a little bit like flexible nowadays. Mm-hmm. So I'm not too sure. I'm not too sure. Um, I'm glad he turned out though, because I will find one. Damn it! Uh, and when I do, it'll be it'll be a real fun. I mean, it's core class. It'll be a real fun ten minutes, and then it'll just be off and on fun for another year yeah. or so because he's gonna live on my yeah, desk. That's, that's <laughs> what he's doing now. My, uh, I had to kind of file the edge of one of the handles of his, um. I'm trying to remember which of one of his two weapons just because it had mushroomed out a little bit on the end of it. Oh, yeah, yeah. And That'll because happen. they're the much smaller holes, there wasn't nearly as much clearance for it was his shoulder one for putting it in the shoulder peg. I, I had mm. to give it just a, I just had to like round the corner off a little bit just to make it drop in place easily. Yeah. Yeah, that kind of thing. If it's if it's a logical modification to do, like that doesn't even bother me anymore. I used I used to be a lot more like, you know, oh, it's a shame if the if the consumer has to engage with that. But I'm kind of like, you know, <laughs> anything getting produced right now, yeah. I'm kind of like, you know well, what, you you did and, it. And, you it's made a it. thing <laughs> that like you can sit there and kind of see the the build and layout of it. Uh, it'd be it'd yeah. be a hard thing to not have an issue on, just because. Like it's 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 where two mold pieces come together, and if you have just a little bit of squeeze out, oh, squeeze out fruit, okay. then like, and because it's such a small thing, a little bit out of tolerance is going to push it more. So, so it's on. It's like on the mold join the mold yeah, line. Well, it it's like the whole bottom of it. So 
Yeah, kind of. Mm. It's just a thing that's. Just, I mean, and it was just the 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 tiniest of little runs with a model model file, just like a wrap wrap wrap, yeah. and it worked. Yeah, that that core class is uh, is looking interesting uh, with the stuff that's coming up that was supposed to come out in three or four months that's been found already. Yeah, because <laughs> that's what the last week feels like uh, of, of of toy news. Um, but so yeah, core class. Uh, they're moving to boxes, and they've got they've got some interesting stuff coming out. Um, uh, so I'm, yeah, I, I'm I'm glad that like I guess the successor to this to this old scout class, born from the previous legends class, has kind of like hit that really good uh, stride again. Because um, you know I like pocket toys. Mm-hmm. Um, my uh, my my main what I got uh, on topic is. Um, Sort of a pocket toy. It's not, but it's smaller than I thought it was. It's uh, it's three zeros MDLX Bumblebee. It's a review sample um, that I received over the holiday. Uh, I'm I'm gonna just send you. TFW has actually a really nice photo gallery that I didn't take of the figure, um, but it's it's a great way to communicate what it is. It's a uh, three zero stuff, so it is just an action figure of a Transformer. It's an uh, an original uh, take on the Bumblebee design. Um, the uh, the designer is is credited in a lot of the ad copy. Now I cannot remember his name off the top of my head, but um, there's an Optimus Prime coming as well. MDLX. The M I think is supposed to sound for stand for like you know, I guess mobile, you know, modular, something smaller. Uh, it's got the tenants of the DLX toys that Three Zero has been kicking ass with of late, um, and just smaller. This Bumblebee I think retails for sixty US dollars, and he is about the size of a bulky SH Figarts. Okay. Um, the uh, the box even really feels like an SH Figure Art style box. Um, the figure feels like a. I, I mean, I guess if I were to keep the comparison going, he feels like a a good tier um, SH Figure Arts. SH Figure Arts has a wide range. Of, yeah, there of, there um, are are definitely nowadays. good Figure Arts and less good Figure Arts. Yeah, this this falls on the good Figure Arts end of things, but he also still has some diecast content in him and his. Joint structure is a lot more three three zero still. Um, it's just that the size of him does have some fig arts, or I would say Mafex or Figma feelings as well, just in the limbs. Um, but he's just tremendously posable, really naturally posable. Uh, he's got a, a straightforward head swap, some straightforward hand swaps, a gun. Um, his head swap is just for the uh, for the toy battle visor look. Um, and he's he's a, a sort of a pastiche between the Bumblebee movie. Uh, 2018 um, style with a G1 ear looking face mm-hmm. uh, is probably the best way I'd describe it. Um, also, if you look on the inside of his feet, you can see sideways wheels. Those are free spinning wheels oh. um, because that's just a thing 3-0 tends to do with Transformers. That seems like um, a cool yet entirely pointless thing. 100%. It's it, So it, it is, in essence, the most important thing to check first now on a 3-0 Transformer uh, design is... If there's if there are visible wheels that haven't split up like on movie one Optimus, mm-hmm. do they spin? So, <laughs> and if they don't, you wag your so finger. So a question I have for you, based off of the photo samples that you pointed me at on TFW, is the paint that sloppy? And is that like bad paint or is that style? Because like Oh, are you talking about the close up on the, the face? Like the close up on the face really makes it look like they just kinda went like bleh, with silver and didn't really like outline the areas that are supposed to be silver versus yellow and then just threw like a muddy wash on top of it that's not even a good yeah, muddy um, wash 
So I mean, yeah, he he does have uh, silver dry brushing with uh, you know muddy wash weathering type stuff going on. Uh, in person, it definitely looks nicer than this. That head is very small in person. So the mushiness of the paint job on the head is in part um, a photo that is very close to a small object. If that makes any yeah. sense. Um, to the naked, it's it's the effect of to the naked eye. It does it does not look that crisp because it's physically much smaller. Okay. Um, I mean the uh, the paint the paint I thought I, I think on mine is pretty good. I mean, but I, I'm mostly thinking about um, like the whole body, like the panel lining and whatnot. Um, it it has a bit of a wash quality to it um, with a weathering intent. So yeah. it's 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 that very three zero approach to paint, but it's not caked on okay. like um, a, a weaker three zero or three eight okay. piece would have been. It's just from from um, TFW's photos. It looks, I guess, part of it that makes it look maybe a little bit odd to me is that like his chest plate seems like it's panel lined very well, and then you get away from the chest plate and it looks like that like the the wanted look of it kind of changes. Hmm. Yeah, I got to take another look at my copy because that that's not a that's not something that stood out to me yeah. when I was messing with it um when I popped it open, but I could have just missed it in the moment. Yeah. And it may just be uh, that this one has a very clean like if there's a a natural variation of of dirtiness um it hmm. may just be that like this one got a very clean chest plate, but because that's the center right underneath the head, the very clean chest plate versus the very dirty head and macro lens shots like makes that dichotomy really stand out. This is actually giving me something to think about when I, this is the next thing I want to videotape for YouTube. Mm -hmm. Uh, and these are points that I really do want to think about because, uh, now that I'm looking at it, cause I, I do think that the way panel lining was done on this was differently done on the front of the chest compared to some of the limbs, because I think just due to the nature of how small the figure is that a lot of the panel lining outside of the chest was probably done through a straight up wash as opposed to, um, I guess, well, I was going to say a straight-up wash versus pin washing, but now that I'm looking at it, like, if it was a straight-up wash, the legs wouldn't be as yellow as they are. Yeah. They'd be a lot murkier. So hmm. I'm glad I gave you something to think about. I'd better get credit for Thank it you. and at least a 1% cut of whatever you get out of YouTube funds. So next time I see you in Canada, I'll expect you to have found a Canadian penny and cut it in half for me. Um, yeah, I'll take... Well, what I can do is... Uh, as a, it'll be a finder's fee, and I can take you to a fine, to a fine Canadian foreign cuisine that your American self will probably be super fascinated by. It's called Tim Hortons. Americans are always super excited about Tim Hortons. Timmy's is no good anymore. Uh, I know that much. You're not fooling yeah, me. I've heard... You're not gonna, you're, you're not gonna... gonna bait me into a Wendy's with a different color awning on it. You son of a bitch. Don't insult Wendy's like this. Holy moly, the Baconator's legit. Why would you do that? Uh, by the same company yeah, if now. you're around me, if you're around me for too long, then then I've probably ruined Tim Hortons yeah. for you. I, I just realized that. Um, but yeah, the the MDLX Bumblebee like uh, made a good first impression on me uh, because he's he's smaller and he's not um, as laden with heavy jointage uh, and and chunks of diecast. He has some in him, which surprised me, but he doesn't have like the big chunk feeling of DLX three zero. I was wondering if uh, the ease of play would still be there. And that's what I was happy about, is that I found it easy to pose him. I didn't feel like I was fighting 
the sculpt really. That's cool. Um, the only thing that I'm really I really fought were his front hip skirts because they're kind of odd because they're like a single piece that wrap around. So when you move them out of the way, they're sort of a plank um, on the side of his hip. Um, it's hard to describe, but if you look at the photos enough, you might start to notice the way that his his crotch skirts work. Uh, they look a little bit they look they look a little bit like they're not clinging to the sides of his waist that well. Mm-hmm. Um, but that aside, like just yeah, it, it it still worked. They managed to still capture the tenets of the tactile experience for for DLX. So that makes me really interested to see how the Optimus turns out because he is also taller than the Bumblebee, and this Bumblebee is probably the smallest. MDLX they will do if they continue the line. So, uh, yeah, it's, it's very interesting. Um, I actually got I got one other three zero thing. Um, it feels like they just released a lot of stuff in the in in Q four last year very suddenly. Um, but also their DLX um, Revenge of the Fallen Optimus, who I did not get a chance to mess with much yet because that showed up right before I went to visit my mom. Um, but I did I did do a little bit of hands on with it just to confirm that. You know the the level of quality for DLX is existent in that figure, which is about as far as I got before I had to you know head out. Um, I think that design is probably not as interesting to a lot of folks as the Bumblebee movie designs. But if you just want a good solid diecast um, style, you know, high end action figure of Revenge of the Fallen Optimus with the right accessories and the price is not like uh, you know Kurokarakuri levels of, of cost. He satisfies it, and I think there are there's an audience for that that I've seen on Twitter. So you know, I'll have more to say once I mess with the thing some more. Um, that's the other thing on a very on a very on a more uh, self centered note. I'm trying to figure out how to not just have four three zero reviews as my next four videos I put together because they all just kind of lined up. Uh, but you know, maybe I just will. Who cares? It'd be funny. Um, but uh, yeah, that's that's about it for my on topic uh, Transformers acquisitions because. Um, I didn't really get to shop around that much. <laughs> yeah, here because blizzards followed me. Here everywhere. it's been it's been a pretty rough like toy drought, um, like that too. That too. The, from two weeks before Christmas to even now, most of the toy shelves that I've I've been to for Transformers at least are pretty bare. Um, Ghostbusters mm. is oddly full with a bunch of like retro the real Ghostbusters figures. It's like I'm sure that there's some interest in there, but. I don't think it's that much. I don't think it's like four foot of shelf space for all, all the characters and and some vehicles and the Neutrono, like the cheap Neutrono wand and the Ghost Finder. Is that and just reissues the, you're talking about? I, I don't know if they're actually like reissues or in the style of. Because there, because there's also the line for the the new movie that had come out. Yeah, and none of it. They, they made like yeah. So there was some stuff that was that, but this was all like '90s colored boxes and oh, packaging okay. and stuff that I would really assume is supposed to be like from the real Ghostbusters and and that yeah. era of things, and not like the the newer stuff. That's because I did remember seeing the newer stuff, and those were just in more modern style packaging like like a six inch action figure would have yeah yeah the the stuff for the new movie it. was was like like black series yeah. style boxes you know like shoe boxes uh hey it's super late but hey i mean the movie's out on disc now but uh, if you want to not be spoiled about the movie never look at the toy yeah. line because they they went hard immediately They're mm-hmm. like yo look what for, uh, spoiler figure and i'm like 
I'm glad I don't care that much, mm-hmm. but I'm pretty sure this this probably made some people pretty sad, dudes. Why would um at least at least put a friggin' you know, put a thing on the front of the box that's like lift for spoiler yeah. or something. Uh yeah, I, I mean, I, I guess if it's if it's reissue style stuff, that just makes me think of the times Transformers reissues have kind of shown up on mass yeah. and then went rollback kind of fast. Yeah, Walmart like, has all the WalMarts in town consistently have like eight rat traps, and uh, and it is a, cool to a see Megatron or an Optimus Primal, and that's that's neat uh, to see. Yeah, I'm waiting for the Scorponok to show that just started showing up to show up locally because. He's one I never had yeah. original. I had. I saw the photo of the shipping the shipping box of those, and I'm like, "That's going to be rollback bait." But that shipping box looks amazing. Yeah. Like it's like eight Scorpionox. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that reminds me, I did visit a Walmart briefly while I was visiting my mom, and I did get a Transformer there uh, that I, I I wasn't expecting to find. I got the the Cyberverse Deluxe Cheetor, uh, like the Deluxe Deluxe. Okay. Um, it's okay. Um, it transforms really well until you get to the legs, and then it does one thing, and you're like, all right, what's next? And it's like, no, you're done. And I'm like, oh. And you look at it, and you're like, you know, there there wasn't really anything else you had to do, but I would have liked it if you did something else at the <laughs> end. Uh, so he's, he's, he's what I would call, like, just very fine. Uh, he comes with a bunch of accessories to armor up both of his modes, but he's a deluxe cyberverse, because they kind of crisscross that stuff together it looks like for the green box things uh there's no window on his box there's just a hole so you can poke him um which i know is a um concern for a lot of folks who don't want to think about kids wiping boogers on toys and all i'm gonna say is maybe you're maybe you know it's my lived experience i think you might be overestimating how much kids want to wipe boogers on transformers yeah there's there's plenty of other things that are more in reach than Transformers yeah. that they could wipe boogers Generally, on. You know, it's probably going to be the shelves um, that they were wiping their boogers on, if anything, because those boxes are going to be on pegs. Yeah, yeah. I'm not I'm not saying it's like you know that it's completely biologically safe, yeah. you know, to just reach in there and lick the toy right out of the package. But like, I don't think a lot of kids are really going to be wandering around going like, how many boogers can I stick on these Transformers? I don't I don't think that's really something you got to worry about if you are worried get a black light you know but then that could open up a whole new world yeah. for you um <laughs> but so yeah cheetor is fine um i hope that's not the end of deluxes i did also get uh the cyberverse green packaging sludge who's the ultra but that's the ultras that are smaller that come on the cardboard plinth packaging with the pop-out armor gimmick cyberverse ultras i think tj had talked about this one before uh, and he's the only sludge to get, pretty much, um, for a, you know, s- single sludge transformer. And he's also okay. Uh, there's, there's a lot about him that would be cooler. He is not as good as Clobber or Rack and Ruin, um, but he's better than Slipstreams and, and, uh, and Shadow Striker. So he's in that little mid tier. Uh, he's got a lot of neat, um, things going on, but he can't look left or right. And he has an accessory a weapon accessory that I think is really based on him being able to look left or right. And so it kind of is, is a shame uh, that he's, he's not got that, but uh, yeah, green, green package cyberverse. That was uh, the thing I did find while I was visiting my mom, um, which was interesting. Uh, I hope that we got more coming. We'll never know because that's been the story of cyberverse's toy line, <laughs> but you know, 
Hope springs eternal, baby. Um, and uh, yeah, I think that uh, that does it for our on-topic acquisitions. Mm-hmm. Um, so let's keep up with the chipper fun news. IDW is losing the comics oh. license. Oh. Um, so this was rumored for a very long time, and I never really wanted to talk about it that much until we got something like this that had actual palpable information to work off of, because there are a sizable uh, number of, of a sizable volume number of voices. I don't know the number numbers, but there's there are folks who are real eager to get into fights over how much they don't like IDW's handling of Transformers, which, um, you know, they, they had it for 17 years. So, they didn't um, exactly copy the first season of the J1 Transformers television show. They're obviously garbage. Sorry, who was that? I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be super fair to people I disagree with and say that is not necessarily the crux of their argument. But <laughs> there are demographics involved who tread close to that kind of territory. <laughs> I'm trying to be super fair um, because also like like I like IDW's um, phase. Uh, I like a lot of phase two. I like I like a lot of phase three. I also really like IDW two, the second continuity um, that they're doing, which is not as popular a thing to say. And it's I've I've come to accept I'm gonna be I'm gonna be taking punches in the face defending IDW two for probably a long time to come. Um, but uh, it has been confirmed from IDW's end that at the end of 2022 they are bidding farewell to GI Joe and Transformers. All due respect to all our GI Joe friends listening to this, I I I have so little connection to GI Joe right now that I don't have anything really to say about it. Um, so I, I just want to say, I'm not trying to like toss it to the side. I just, I don't, I don't have anything to say. I hope that the new folks who pick it up hire Larry Hama again, I guess, cause he seems like a nice guy. I think, uh, <laughs> that's about it. But, um, this is the silver lining, which I was happy to see is that they have confirmed that their transformer series and their beast Wars series will both wrap up and conclude, um, midsummer and in the summer. Uh, why is that silver lining? To me, that says that those series will get to have structured endings, which is all I wanted if this was happening. The The only nightmare scenario would be that those series would not get to have structured endings. That, that doesn't mean the planned endings, but it means that there is they, they have time to write an ending that will take place over ideally more than one issue. That is, that's what I'm really optimistic about, and that's all I want if this is happening. That's fine. Um... I don't want to get too too far into spoilers, but like it, it seems pretty clear that like Ruckley has moved towards an end game for his Transformers stuff. Uh, that whether or not it was meant to be the end game, it certainly seems like it can fill in for an end game, and I think it's really fascinating if it's the end game because there's a lot of neat stuff about that continuity. Um, I feel really bad for uh, the folks on the Beast Wars book because I think that book had years ahead of it, um, and I think it deserved years ahead of it. Uh, I don't know that necessarily it will get picked up again, especially if they're ideally moving towards a, con- a you know a planned conclusion in the summer. But that's the best we get. I think that's the best we can hope for in this kind of scenario. And then um, for the back half of the year, uh, IDW saying they will publish a variety of special one-shot projects spotlighting heroes and villains across Transformers history. There is a way that those one-shots are just a beautiful uh, end note for all of this. And I hope that's what we're getting. Um, there are a lot of things that those one shots could be. Uh, and I feel like IDW um, folks, unless there's a real weird editorial mandate, would that would be why they would be doing this. It's to just relax and say goodbye without having to also, you know, shoulder the end of a continuity at the same time. 
Um, so that's the news. We, uh, we, we, it, I think we don't know, but we know that Transformers and G.I. Joe are going to Skybound, which is the image sub imprint run by Robert Kirkman. Uh, and that's a whole other thing. But, um, Aaron, I talked a whole lot trying to get all this information assembled vocally. How are you feeling uh, about this? I mean, IDW has been doing a great job. And there's a part of me that kind of feels like get off on a high point rather than mm-hmm. let, like, driving it all the way down into the ground. Uh, I mean, I it, 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 it it's it's like a weird like in the middle like I I prefer things to be able to go out on a high point you know you, when you see TV shows they're like yeah we had four seasons of a story arc and then they said they wanted a fifth so we kind of cobbled a fifth and then they said they wanted a seventh and ninth seasons and then we're like well we kind of went everywhere and um supernatural and then the main characters have all died eight times and have killed god four times and now are going to other universes to kill their gods i don't actually know really and the archie show yeah no one likes making it's the thing that's just like at a certain point (laughs) like it feels like idw still had more story to go but i'm sure that as long as you know they're saying you can still make story. They're like we'll still make story. So I there's a part of me that like maybe wishes that they could have gone out on their own on their own choice. Yeah, I because I, I agree with you that I, I like it when we can end on a high note, and I think we are on a high note. It's just like I think Transformers at IDW's low notes all happened, and then we've been going on since then, and that, that's also why this kind of stings because. Ruckley's universe that was that was coming together was setting up spinning plates that were pr- like like the way I would put it they were set up to be revisited a year or two down the line so that there's just always something there's always these other forces out in the galaxy uh Cybertronian forces at that who are not Autobots they are not Decepticons they are out there doing their own thing and I loved this universe that was growing of like, there are so many Cybertronians out there that like, we're just going to encounter again someday. Uh, It's like an inverse of the concept of nails from the end of, of IDW one. And that's the loss to me. But I I also agree. Like there is a timeline. I was going to say where like, maybe we would have ended up with another writer change and we'd end up in like, just a real, like, uh, you know, chaos, um, tier of storytelling going on where I'm just like, boy, what happened? Why, why is this happening? <laughs> we need to fast forward to the next writer, please. So like, yeah, that won't happen under IDW because Ruckley's doing a good job and Ruckley will end this continuity and then we'll be done. So I'm like, yeah, it's, it is a high note, you know, for better and for worse. Um, but yeah, that also brings us to the, the big spooky question. Uh, where I'm trying so hard to be op- to, to be fair, um, Aaron, like, how do you like? And, and there's no there's no data to operate from, which I'm trying to always say to myself out loud. But like, how are you feeling about a whole new stewardship uh, doing a Transformers comic? Uh, uh, I it's it's been a while since I read Walking Dead, and I got kind of angry at Walking Dead. When it was the oh my god everything is cool and Walking Dead and I was still trying to read it, 
um, with like turn the page and character dies that was a main character and it didn't seem like it was a thing that was worth it. So if the only comparison is like, do I want that in my Transformers? Not really, but... It's worth saying the imprint is run by Robert Kirkman. I don't think that means Robert Kirkman's going to be he's, writing. He's writing it. <laughs> like, no, 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 wait a second. <laughs> what if it was all the dead universe? Pushing people out of the way like, no, give me a, yeah, give me yeah. that pen. It's like, that's a computer, sir. Give me that pen. I'm Best <laughs> part of, the mo- of a movie to come out in 86 is when they killed everyone. Let's do that. I don't know Robert Kirkman. I haven't really paid attention to Robert Kirkman since the late aughts, which is when I was really into Walking Dead and Invincible, and then I kind of fell mm-hmm. off of it in the 2010s. Not for any reason other than, like, I ran out of trades to read, and then I lost interest before a new one came out. But, like, from what I understand from his showrunner career, I was telling someone, you know, the worst thing Robert Kirkman can do, he can't do to Transformers because it's an existing property, so he can't launch... A, a TV show of Transformers and then, like, cut one of the artists out of any of the involvement of that TV show. Mm-hmm. Um, which is, as I understand, has been, like, a sort of recurring thread of that and Robert Kirkman, the showrunner, apparently being a bit of a difficult showrunner to work with. It's like, all of the all of the, the bad Robert Kirkman is TV shows of his original, quote-unquote, properties. That can't possibly be a problem for Transformers, so that's... That's, you know, that's been dealt with already because it's a license, I hope. Uh, And if you like Robert Kirkman, then that's cool. I'm not looking to pick a fight. I'm just going off what I recall hearing over the years with that TV show, the TV show of his with the zombies. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, I, so I have this bad feeling and uh, it's based on nothing but sounds in the forest, you know, rustles in the wind, making, making my primal brain go ook ook and and getting scared of the demons um but like i am really just i want skybound to do their press release because i want to know if they hit notes on my bingo card right like if i see the phrase we're bringing transformers back to basics that's the center square on the bingo card that's where i break Mm -hmm. a pencil and i'm like oh no uh I have a whole caricature that I've been practicing in my head for a while because it's funny to me, but it's just like, if I see stuff like, just like, we've been fans for, we here at Skybound working on this, we've been fans for years. And, uh, <laughs> you know, we know our Transformers. Um, Soundwave? Remember those tapes? Oh, oh Cliff Jumper looks a lot like Bumblebee. Um, but, uh, you know, we also know some deep cuts. Like, did you, do you, maybe you know about a little Transformer uh, called Buzzsaw? Um, like I'm, I'm my really... whole, th- my whole thought is they worked very hard to recover the exact Pantone that was that orange they used in everything. <laughs> I'm just worried this is going to be like road ass, flat ass nostalgia bait. And there's nothing to inform that fear, but it is lingering in my head. Uh, and so I really hope that I am completely off base and that this is really exciting, fresh new stuff that is not just robots fight for fuel because there is just as much of a chance as that as all the things I'm worried about. Um, and, you know, one might say, why do you not like the idea of nostalgia bait so much? Because it sucks. That's why. <laughs> the one thing Transformers comics don't need to be is a Saturday morning cartoon because mm-hmm. Transformers literally has a Saturday morning cartoon on Nickelodeon coming out soon. 
and has had plenty. Like the, the the advantageous nature of a Transformers comic is you get to know who Transformers are as yeah. a culture and as a fictional species on an alien world. You know, uh, so I just I I hope that there are risks taken, and I hope that people who want nostalgia bait don't like what the new book is because that means the book will be interesting. Um, so that's my big that's my big uh, you know chewing on my knuckle worry about all this, which. You know, for the fifth time, it is based on nothing but but a, a feeling in the wind. Aaron, you got to be the optimistic one here. Uh, tell me how great you think this is all going to be. Boy, it's going to be... I mean, <laughs> it, it change like drives innovation. It does. And this very well may be just some innovation, like... It, Something needed to give something else a shot in the arm or, mm-hmm. or, or something. Um, you, you know what? What's the one thing Transformers has done that almost no other property does, and that's why Transformers Oh, it's rebooted survives. itself any number of times. Yeah, constant change on a meta level. Constant, constant change. That's why I, I am also, like, catching myself as much as I can, going, like, you know... The whole reason why IDW Comics got so good is that they changed their stewardship internally, constantly. Mm-hmm. Uh, the whole reason Transformers is great is that there is no mono-continuity. Yeah. Dream- Dreamwave was the best comics that we'd gotten. I mean, the Marvel comics were kind of junk after everything that they did. The Dreamwave stuff's great. Why would we got this IDW now? What, they got to add a letter in there or something? Damn, is Pat Lee calling in on this podcast? Yeah. Holy crap. <laughs> Yeah, like like that's the other thing that is is worth stating is that like Transformers is is really fun and cool uh because it keeps changing and it, and and this is a funny thing to say given that we are also kind of inarguably stuck in a bit of a G1 aesthetic mire right now. Um but even in that the medias that use that imagery have have iterated and changed upon it so many times. Cyberverse being a great example. Of just like, hey, this is a bunch of evergreen design, but we're gonna smash everything together in this show, mm-hmm. uh, and and do it with love. So like, yeah, there's there's plenty of reasons to be excited about this, um, given that we have no idea who's even writing it. So, um, and we also have a year of IDW left, you know, ahead of us that I think is probably gonna be pretty fun. Um, I just need to remember to go to my comic shop and get like the seven or eight months worth of comics that are probably sitting in a box for me. Oh, that's a PSA I should do. This year is the year that you all, and you got to all remind me to do this too, because I'll forget. It's, this is the year that we need to download those DRM free versions of all the comics we bought on Comixology. Oh because yeah, that's going rem- away. Remember, well, we don't know. But remember the Ghostbusters comics, and how those suddenly evaporated off Comicsology one day. Just saying, um, like we all should do it. That way, we know at least someone did it. So if they do all disappear, someone has a DRM-free archive of all that stuff. And if there's no indication Skybound is doing trades of any sort, then we have it. Our we 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 have not lost media it. It's all there. We all we got it all. That's the important thing to me, because this is such an this is the longest running Transformers stewardship. Full stop. Um, outside of the fact that Hasbro's owned Transformers the whole time, this is seventeen years of comic book stories 
with countless creators who matter a whole lot. Countless stories that matter a whole lot. Uh, it's it's got to be saved. That's the one other thing that I should mention that is a concern. Um, it seems pretty likely IDW will not be able to complete the IDW collection themselves. Because they're still in phase three on those hardcovers. There's not enough time. I, I, I wonder if they'll be able to like still publish that stuff after the fact. So like, I wonder if that's potentially part of whatever the deal is like, you know, starting later, they won't have the, the license for new stuff, but they're still going to have some level of, we have our old one to finish publishing. There is a precedent that is optimistic, which is that UK Marvel stories were, were published to trades without being under Marvel and Dreamwave yeah. stuff was published to trades under IDW. So the precedent exists that it's not illogical to think Skybound could perhaps publish IDW stuff in trades. I think that when Skybound gets the license, it'd be real helpful if tons of fans sent them very polite messages saying, hey, can you tell us or look into whether you can finish the IDW collection in that style, so that our bookshelf looks normal. That would be really cool. <laughs> uh, so here, here's here's the people we published with. Here's the files. <laughs> I mean, that's what IDW could be doing, but I'm I'm also just saying all of us, right? If Skybound really wants to wants to make a big splash and win over all all them them fans who care about them comic books. They could they could lay out right away, maybe like, hey, don't worry, IDW collection will continue. I know there will be several collective uh, sighs of relief if that was stated early on, rather than later. Uh, so that that's I think an important thing to mention. Um, and uh, yeah, the, otherwise we'll just, let's just see what happens. I'm still really enjoying IDW too, and I'm always excited to talk about it. Even if you never read it, if you want to just hear someone be excited telling you what happens in it, hit me up sometime. I love telling people about IDW2. It's so fun to just, like, nerd up and just tell someone all the bullet points. I've done it on streams before, and it's just, like, it's it's a good time. Um, and uh, I believe that takes us to... Uh, yes, I did put this in the topic list because I wanted to talk about one of these toys. They revealed some Legacy Core class. Mainly, I just want to talk about Iguanus. Because uh, this Iguanus is a very left-field Iguanus kind of... Uh, it's Iguanus G1, the Pretender Shell, but he turns into a motorcycle like his inner robot, if I recall correctly. I just saw a lot of people saying it, and I didn't look it up, so I'm just taking mm-hmm. that as granted. Um, look at the articulation on that robot mode. Look at those ankles on a core class, like that sound wave you just bought. Iguanus yeah. looks friggin' sick to me. I am hyped for this little guy. Well, especially with his ankles, if you look at his at his motorcycle mode, like that looks like where they peg in, so... Mm-hmm. It's probably important that they that they do bend that way. It looks so fun, and I think that motorcycle mode looks good. Like, it's mm-hmm. a backwards man with a thing over his face. Yeah, that's just a Transformers motorcycle. I don't know. What do you want? <laughs> yeah, especially at core class, it's not like you can do a ton with that. Yeah. However, what's really neat to me is it looks like all of the core class weapons are going to combine. Yes, the so Skywarp um, comes with a tuning fork thing and does not have null rays. And I saw a lot of people gnashing teeth. Hot take. It's good he doesn't have null rays, because you know what the worst part of core class Starscream is? Those null rays, because they don't sit in those pegs, those peg holes. 
Mm-hmm. They they work, and it's not like they don't fit. They fit, but they work themselves out with vibrations of handling the toy. So you know what? It's good he doesn't have them, and I hope Thundercracker doesn't have them either. I hope Thundercracker comes with a little dog instead of, instead of Null Rays. But uh, yeah, the um, the accessories on these two um, are not really relevant to either character, but going by the artwork on Core Class Hot Rod, they combine with Hot Rod Sword to form a bigger sword, uh, which is pretty neat. And I also think it's a little sad because we're probably never going to get a fun heist story about Skywarp hiring Iguanas and Hot Rod to help him steal a super dimensional sword that's been broken into three relics or something like that. That would be a perfect IDW2 story. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we're never going to get it. Maybe maybe it'll be a perfect story out of the new one. You don't know. You're right. I was just talking about that. I'm being needlessly negative. Yeah. But also... Unless the new continuity ties into maybe, the toy lines, maybe that's what maybe that's what the new continuity kicks off with. If it, if it does a legacy story, that's good. Hell yeah! Because this is where I am going to be grumpy, and I think it's justified. The big bummer to me about this legacy stuff: there's no chance we're getting a good like cartoon to go with this right now, with the way things have been going. There's yeah, not going to no. be cool, fun fiction to go with this, and some of these ideas would land so much more solidly if I knew there was good media to go with them. And right now, we don't know that. <laughs> Uh, unfortunately, the track record of media tied into Generations is not great, so, um, that's unfortunate. But yeah, the, the combining accessory thing, I think, is really fun. Um, it's also, uh, um, I should say, people have pointed out it's very Energon style as well, and that's been, that was mentioned when Legacy was revealed, that, like, there would be, like, Energon style weapon combination stuff with, with, you know, pegs and ports. Um... So yeah, I'm 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 looking forward to to, to the stuff. Like, I'm looking forward to Skywarp because that without the Null Rays, that's just a really good core class again. That's the one with the magic transformation. So uh, you know, mm-hmm. and that Hot Rod apparently is out. Don't know where, but <laughs> I hope he comes out again under Legacy so I can get one. Uh, yeah, I'm I'm excited about this this core class stuff. Um. Kind of in general, I was going to say, because I don't remember anymore, but Aaron, uh, we're on the cusp of Legacy coming out, because, like, some of it's out now, overseas, the the Voyager wave came out, um, so, you know, we're about to be able to buy it, ostensibly, hypothetically, uh, what's your vibe right now on that Legacy stuff, are you, are you, are you, uh, are you itching for it, or are you thinking, like, you know, to see what happens when it comes out? I'm not like I keep seeing people with bulkhead, and while I'm excited that Prime is, I guess now getting some historic releases. Now that it's whatever fifteen twenty years ish led down the road, mm-hmm. um, like it doesn't look, it it doesn't it looks like Uncanny Valley bulkhead to me. Like it it looks like a bulkhead, but not like like bulkhead's supposed to be like. Jiggly in the middle, and and that looks like a bulkhead that like saw where his life was going, and went to the light inner John and got back in the gym. Uh, to to the cre- and I don't know if that's my bulkhead. To the credit of that toy, every photo that a non-paid photographer has taken has made him look better. I feel yes, really bad. There have, saying there that. have been good photos out there. The the first round of them that was very much you know the the whole joke that you know they hire the guy to take the box art photos that have never touched transformer before like you know some of those 
it hadn't looked great, and seeing reviews later have made me feel a little bit better. I feel bad because the the photographer who did the official photos, like promo photos for this stuff, has such good composition and dioramas and lighting, and I I hate that it is it is panning out that like, man, we're taking better photos of Bulkhead though, and it's the classic it's the mm-hmm. classic three dimensions scenario of some Transformers really have unflattering angles and. I feel bad saying it because, like, that photographer Hasbro has been working with is doing good work. Uh, so I'm, I'm, I want to I want to stand up for him a little bit, but also <laughs> uh, yeah. I, I will say everyone taking photos of Bulkhead, their photos are inherently inferior to a certain degree because I don't see any multicolored um, aquarium sand anywhere, uh, and mm-hmm. that made the legacy photo shoots like freaking pop. So you know, get to work, fandom. Um, yeah. But I, I will be picking them up um, as soon as I see them, just because I got nothing else going on in my life. <laughs> yeah, I'm, uh, I'm excited about them coming out because, I mean, the packaging looks cool. And, and I think some of the toys look really fun, even if I don't like some aspects of them. The, the core turns from a robot into a thing play pattern seems really strong on all of them. So, mm-hmm. um, I, I'm excited about this stuff coming out. I'm not, like, chomping at the bit like, I gotta get it right now! But um, I'm, I'm looking forward to having new stuff to poke at, um, and, you know, seeing whatever it is they're doing with Menasaur, um, which I, I'm assuming we'll know more about, you know, by the summer. Um, the one the one thing, though, that is also it's, it's kind of a news item. It's worth popping on top of all this. Toys are probably going to be more expensive this year, and it's worth making sure yeah. people know that. Yeah, um, there was an uh, official like. "Quote unquote official r- reveal of that for six-inch figures that Hasbro's doing, but over here mm-hmm. in Canada, we've got some soft confirmation of Transformers prices going up. It's probably happening in the states too. So just a heads up to everyone. Um, yeah, As, I mean it's always <laughs> it's that whole line always goes up and to the right, unfortunately, and mm. what everything that's been going on in the last couple of years. I remembered seeing something where there was another toy company." that was actually due to manufacturing, shipping, and delay issues was actually going to open manufacturing plants in Mexico, and I forget who it was. Oh, that sounds really distantly familiar. I didn't look into it, but I think I know what you're talking about. Where it's kind of along the same lines of all the silicon manufacturers that are open. I think there are four Hmm. or five big silicon plants um, that are going to be opening up in the U.S. in the next couple of years. And unfortunately, those things take about three years to get like fully built and going because you basically have to build like a clean room inside of a clean room inside of a clean room and then get all of them clean. And then maybe you can start growing silicon that you'll be able to sell in a year. Yeah. Um, so that someday I can get a graphics card that's not an arm. My graphics leg. card is now old enough that it, it won't work with new newer VR headsets, and that feels like I've kind of mm-hmm. crossed a Rubicon where I'm like, oh no, soon I'm gonna have to look for a graphics card. But yeah. the crypto idiots didn't blow up their stupid mining operations yet. Oh no. <laughs> yeah. But uh, uh oh, I'm trying to remember I wanna say it was like some of the like tiny toy like the shop a moles or something where it's it was like a bunch of small stuff where it was like no it's it's cheaper for us like you know more of our cost is just getting it like over from china and just the cost of trans-pacific shipping has tripled in the last three years and 
when that was already a significant driver of our cost, well, if we make it here, we can just put it in the same container, like in in a plant on the other side of the border, and then choo-choo train it across rather than boat it across. And so there's like hopes and dreams that maybe the manufacturing will come back to the U.S., but I don't think that that's as much of the price. Yeah, in the in for transformers for for Hasbro. Toys. A big a big part of this is, in short, we are about to reap the consequences of the last year and a half of world events. Basically, mm-hmm. um, yeah, you know, no, there is no one event. Well, there are many yeah. stacked events that have. <laughs> yeah, I, and and that's about the timeline that I know that that they always talk about of yeah. from like when they sign off, like when when design is done to about when things are shipping due to like how far forward you have to to like get this stuff set up and purchase time in factories and it may just be that like hey no all of these contracts are contracts that were written in 2019 now we're coming up to the contracts that were written in 2020 and guess what yeah. <laughs> uh because like like in in short right um, the pandemic has made it difficult for manufacturing uh, because there were mm-hmm. massive slowdowns God. when the pandemic first hit. Everywhere. Um, and then uh, still on on sort of a repercussion from that, uh, warehousing and shipping containers became more crowded and more expensive to find space on. And then compounding that, the Suez Canal incidents sort of, um, how do you put this? They sort of stuck a rusty nail in an open wound. Um and uh, now it is, like, exponentially more expensive just to find shipping container space. Um, so you compound that with manufacturing things. The one other factor I was just thinking about today is also, if you just think about the rhythm of general toy costs going up at retail, we are on the pulse of another one of those heartbeats when toy prices will just go up. The last time this happened... Uh, was uh, The Last Night, Movie 5, with the Premiere Series line, where deluxe prices just went up for that line and stayed up. Um, and and that was, what, seven years ago? Now? Just about? Yeah, I think that was the last, the, the last kick. Yeah, so also it's been about seven, like nearly seven years, and... You know, not I'm not saying literally, like, inflation's the thing, but also inflation's the thing. And the rhythm of Transformers, just Transformers, let alone all toys, but Transformers is where we're always kind of focused on here. But, like, when costs go up, we're we're hitting one of those points where costs probably would just go up. Uh, and this is... I, I'll, I'll lay out right away. I'm not, like, saying, so be happy about it, but it's just, like, focus your energies where you can, yelling to the sky about how, like, you know, I'm, gonna, I'm not buying these till prices go back down. It means you're not buying these. Like, because... <laughs> mm-hmm. Uh, the reality is, and and this is also very much coming off of a lot of board game producers talking about stuff, and I have come to learn board games are very adjacent to toys uh, in a lot of ways. Um, Frequently, even in the same aisle. Yes. Uh, a lot of games have a lot of plastic in them, too. You might be saying, oh, it's cardboard. Nope, not in 2022. Um, a lot of board game publishers... Um, some of them, you know, are a Hasbro size, but a lot of them are also smaller and able to talk more openly. Some of them are even smaller and terrified. Basically, prices are going up. Prices are unlikely to come back down. Uh, and this is not a Transformers thing, but it's more of a board games, uh, board games thing. 
there are some companies that uh, will not survive this because they were never built on the idea of um, warehouse and shipping container costs like exponentially increasing, and they don't mm-hmm. have the um, bucket of safety money to be able to adjust for that. So, mm-hmm. in general, leisure purchases of physical objects, uh, unless they're made domestically, are probably going to be more expensive. What this means is it's just a really good impetus to start thinking a lot more about what it is you enjoy about your collections. Like, this is the panels I always do, but I feel like it's really relevant now. It's going to be really hard to just collect waves of multiple toy lines unless you got a really solid job lined up. Even then, that is a lot of hobby money. So, like, it's a really good time to think about, like, what is it I really like in, you know, for Transformers? What I really like in a Transformer and, and what do I feel I can skip? Also... It is a time to really start to demand solid product review from the folks who decide to take up doing that. Uh, And when I say demand, I mean, if you think that you're not getting enough information, politely say that. Um, Start to seek out people who don't try to give you kind of the, the ad copy of the toy, but try to seek out folks who explain to you how the toy makes them feel in a way that they enjoy it especially if the way they enjoy toys are the way you enjoy toys. Um, mm-hmm. There are lots of ways that we can kind of like just continue as we are with some minor tweaks. And I think a lot of it is like really thinking about what it is you like about objects. So you're not just collecting objects for the sake of owning them. And the folks who do feedback, they are uh, like, obviously I do reviews myself, but like, I don't usually do like the new stuff the moment it comes out, but like the folks who really do keep up with that stuff they could become a super valuable resource uh, if they are able to start delivering like like thoughtful, concise review that is mostly just talking about the stuff that matters to like-minded folks to themselves, which means we need more people doing it too, because there is no one perfect review. There are so many different ways people like Transformers in very granular ways. There's a whole mission statement I got going on here, but like there, there's a there's there's a, a way for this to not feel quite as crushing. Uh, as it, you know, kind of inherently does, the notion that everything's going to get more expensive and none of us have extra money for it. Um, you know, blanket statement, obviously. And and I will say, I said this on Twitter, but, like, I'm also talking about this as though everyone is a completionist. There are plenty of people who already pick and choose. Far more pragmatic people than I. So, like, you know... <laughs> uh, I, I know that, like, dear listener out there, you might already be doing all this stuff already and just shaking your head. <laughs> um... But yeah, I felt that was that was worth bringing up on here. Um, what was Legacy about to come out and all that? Masterpiece toys still coming out as well. They got those Masterpiece Gatai trains uh, along with a third-party version that has a completely different aesthetic. It's, it's fascinating watching that. Um, I gotta start poking people about the third-party I- trains because those are actually out now. I'm just sitting here nodding along. Yeah, I was gonna. I was about to say. So, Aaron, what's your purchase plan for Masterpiece Raiden? <laughs> to not. <laughs> yeah, I'm. I'm starting to real. I, I realized this a while ago, but I think that like, as far as the folks that you know, between you, me, and TJ, it's kind of like Masterpiece. Everyone, look at me for a second, and then I kind of go like, "Oh, that one, I did order it." Because uh, yeah, we, we've we've talked about it in listener questions before. Masterpiece is sadly kind of a, a common casualty right now for a lot of people's collecting habits. Um, Because they're expensive. Speaking of expensive, I got listener questions, and those are expensive because those come from real humans who listen to the podcast. 
Um, the first real human that we will be getting a question from is XL Hedge, who says, Ba weep, grana weep, ninny bong. Uh, which is some kind of weed reference, I guess. Vangelis Maximus and his fellow Super Energon Guardians Ruination Omega and Superion Aaron. I feel like I missed a comma in there somewhere. Um, inspired by TJ's recent uh, KO bootleg deformation videos, um, some Sir Toys, you know, type stuff. Have there been any knockoffs you've been tempted to buy? Do you own any knockoffs that you love? Any you recommend? I've been in a combiner mood lately and I got wondering. That's the second question. Uh, so, Aaron. <laughs> uh... I'm curious. Straight up knockoffs. Yeah, like uh, in this era right now. Uh, I mean, so I'm trying to think of the, just the straight up knockoffs that I've purchased. I bought some of those like $9 combiners way back in the day. And those were... Those, you know, the picture frame combiners are, the, are relics the, now. Yeah, the picture frame. Those were... those were Every one of those was rough to a T. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Like, I know that there's a bunch of newer knockoffs that are out there, but I never got them because, like, G1's neat. But, I mean, there's, you know, going going back to the earlier rant of there's better ways to spend your money than getting, you know, even legit G1, unless it's specifically for a, a collection reason. Um well, there is the uh, there is the whole ongoing micro industry of knockoffs of masterpiece toys that also do mold tweaks addressing common QC problems. <laughs> That's still going on. Yeah, but I'm uh, I'm not huge into masterpiece, so getting the unauthorized reproductions of those toys is even lower on yeah. the list now. So uh, I, I'm actually interested. I haven't picked any up yet, but I, I think I mentioned some months ago. Um, there are some neat upscale um, and uh, and enhancementing um, knockoffs of some Prime toys. Like there's a an upscaled Prime Soundwave that has like tentacle attachments and stuff. Um, those those ones kind of catch my eye a whole lot. But but then is that like a knockoff or is that like? Uh, it is what I call a luxury knockoff. Uh, that's the, that's the term yeah. I came up for, for knockoffs that are expensive and well-made and enhance an existing mold by tweaking parts of it or adding bits to it. Uh, because the, it is still a majority an existing toy that's been duplicated, I'm like, yeah, it's a luxury knockoff. I don't think that's even, like, a dig on it. Like, um, there was that period where there were, like, f four or five different luxury knockoffs of Masterpiece Megatron. Um, I've got two of them. They're both really, really good. Uh... And I'm I'm happy I got them to go with my official masterpiece Megatron, who's good in a different way. Um, mm -hmm. But uh, yeah, that, that's that's kind of where I've been thinking on knockoffs, which is a shame because that is kind of the most that's the real boring ass like like you know the real like the flattest type of third party toy place to go for this this kind of answer. Um, it's mostly because I'm just not aware of a lot of like really colorful, interesting like left field stuff right now because I haven't been cruising Sir Toys enough lately. I need to go. I need to do a Sir Toys uh, dive again because that's where I most easily see this kind of stuff. Um, you know, you see your your rainbow colored Grimlocks and things. I'm gonna go to Sir Toys right now. I'm gonna see what's in front. Um, oh boy, there's like a version three of a knockoff of a Studio Series Optimus Prime. I know. I know. I'd seen rumblings of like that toy getting iterated upon fifty times. They still have all the... Okay. 
there is a neat thing that I never picked up. I've always been tempted by, which is when when Age of Extinction happened and we got all those Dinobots. So right now on Sir Toys, they got this ancient leader version of Scorn, which is like an eighty dollar version of of Scorn, uh, who's been upscaled to be like gigantic. <laughs> Uh, that kind of thing is fun. Um, oh, and they got the, uh, they got the, the oversized Combiner Wars Defensor still, looks like. So that, that's a, that is one that I have in a box somewhere. That one's also pretty fun. Like the, the upscaled Combiner Wars knockoffs. Um, but yeah, otherwise, like, oh, there's, there's Superhero Bumblebee Batman and Superhero Bumblebee Spider-Man. Those are pretty neat. I should probably link you to those ones, Aaron. Those ones are not as easy to... I'm sure they are. I... You're you're saying a bunch of these words, and I'm just like, uh huh, okay, wow. That's that... superhero Bumblebee Batman. <sighs> yeah, that's that's like the dollar store, like it's a Ninja Turtle and a Power Ranger, and <clears throat> and a Batman and an Iron Man, but like the Iron Man's in Ninja Turtle colors, the Ninja Turtle is in Batman colors. These are these are all something yeah i mean this is this is uh this is kind of the this is kind of the fun stuff i wish i actually saw at the dollar store um but i never do (laughs) i see like the boring stuff at the dollar store um that's why dollar store knockoff sometimes as a derogatory always kind of annoys me because i'm like some of this stuff like i wish i saw at dollarama in canada um but uh yeah aaron um the picture frame combiners I've started to get the impression those things actually might have value if they're still sealed nowadays. So there was a discount store within the last four or five years that I still saw a bunch of those picture frame combiners along with a couple of like downsized like Sun Vulcan um, things that were still going for nine or ten dollars. So they're still, they're they are still out there at some level and Because I I got the impression talking to some folks a while ago that like at least some of them, like find like there may there may be particular yeah. ones that that have a that have a high value to them. But I know that I've seen like oh, I want to say it was like the Devastator one that was like missing the combiner parts to it or like. Some of the combiner parts to it. The, the specific the Sun Vulcan. The specific one. phrase uh, that I would use is "some of them finally ran out." Yeah, that could be too. Like they made so many of them, but some of them, like they, it took it took, in upwards of fifteen years, but they finally ran out <laughs> of copies of them. Uh, the Raiden one is one that I think is is like. Now, now no one can find it because that's also the one everyone got, right? Because um, mm-hmm. that was the only way to feasibly get the train bots for a while. Um. Well, that that about answers that question, I think, to the best of our ability, which is to say we haven't been really getting non-luxury knockoffs that much in a while. <laughs> uh, so the next question is: When shopping for older combiners, uh, do you try to get more proper sets in the right colors or functional sets? Uh, for example, G1 Bruticus, that is a mix of G1, G2, and Ruination pieces. Uh, I've been thinking of piecemealing the Energon combiners with colors for torsos and limbs I like, rather than having matching colors. Uh, more combiner limbs for Combiner Wars Optimus, but the aftermarket on Combiner Wars is, yeah, the aftermarket on, on the trilogies 
is a whole thing that I, I almost want to bring like someone who knows that stuff better in to just to start interrogating them and go like, how did this happen? Why is everything more expensive now? <laughs> but um, N- nobody wanted them until everybody wanted them. Supply and demand curves met each other. And the, those numbers are again, high up on the right. Yep. The line kept going up. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's a YouTube video. I'm in the midst of watching right now. Um, but yeah, for, for piecemealing stuff together, um, I mean, if it's like G1 stuff, like you, there's, you probably, if you have the feeling that you want it to all be the the right colors and go for it, but especially with the Energon combiners, and I dare say with G1 combiners, there's a certain nostalgic element to that that reminds me of trying to, you know, piece together Bruticus or Devastator through flea markets and the G2 versions and everything. Um, I, I Go with what you think looks good. No one's going to judge you for it. Mm-hmm. There's and with with G one toys, I I know I've I've got, I've sometimes heard the rumblings of like well you know if you're if you're not using them properly there's such a limited supply or whatever but it's like no one's gonna no one's gonna police you especially if you have a story to go with it like if you happen to own across the you know G one G two and Ruination a full Bruticus it's just is mismatched that's your Bruticus yeah you know? and you have a story to tell. Um, and I think that's that's almost more important, uh, unless the you know you have a real connection to one of those you know proper colorways. The Energon stuff just go wild because like the Energon stuff wasn't even sold in gift sets for a while in North America, so you know <laughs> for some it was like because a couple of those limbs came out in different colors in Universe One, right? Uh, yeah, yeah, because there was. Oh, I'm trying to think because it was. Oh, I'm trying to remember because it was the Energon. Energon releases. was all separate across like four and waves. Yeah, uh, it was all separate across waves. It was each one of them stock was like two of the same limb mold. Yeah, it was. You didn't it was, get that 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 mix up. It was like a third party later on came along and made for. Yeah, yeah. Bruticus? Bruticus. Yeah, because yeah, it was it was um, fans' project. Well, yeah, but yeah, because like the, the three Energon combiners were a torso and two limbs, and each limb had two colorways. But like, mm-hmm. even the proper colorways, for some regions, it was impossible to collect an entire one because the wave yeah. that had the fourth one, like, yeah. you just never oh, saw wave, it. Wave three just never happened. Yeah. Suck an egg. And so then to get a second copy of that mold, some of them got different colorway releases in universe one. So for some people that was the only way they finished those combiners short of duplicates. And then even then two of those universe one versions, like either didn't come out or only came out in one country briefly. Mm. Uh, so the energon combiners just go nuts. Like do whatever you want. That's that's a blast from the past. Yeah. There, there is no correct method for those. So your, yours, Hey, guess what? You got the correct one. Yeah. I love I love talking about the Energon combiners because especially so after also com- the, the fun club over five years and you got the clear one. Oh right, Dildo Kong, good times. Uh, no, the the Energon combiners. I love thinking about talking about the whole journey with those because also until 2015, like those were the combiners that we had, and we are so spoiled. Combiner Wars. I know people kind of dunk on parts of it, but it spoiled us so hard. I I still love Combiner Wars. Uh, mm-hmm. it just, it, oh, 
just the way that it made the Energon combiners like almost cease to exist in the minds of some fans. <laughs> um, but so yeah, go for the colorways that you think work. Um, on on Devastator, I almost would say like I like monocolor Devastators, but it is really cool seeing a, a patchwork Devastator. Um, so yeah, do what do what you want. Uh, that brings us to our second and last listener question. This comes from from podcast editor and Army of Bees. Um, there, I should say there was no nepotism involved here. This was just in the queue, so that's just how it rolled out. That's how nepotism works. Um, question says, "Hello there, fine hosts of WTF and TFW. It is I, an Army of Bees, with a listener slash editor question. In episode six eleven, the topic of burnout came up, and I realized that between feeling letdowns where Transformers Prime went and the last night." I have myself hit a period of burnout as well, and would like to catch up on some more recent Transformers media and toy lines. Do I even bother with Cyberverse as a show? A toy line? Did I miss out by avoiding bot-bots? I have no idea. An army of bees? You know the answers to these, because I will drill them at you. Yeah, watch Cyberverse! Um, but the actual question is, what Transformers toy lines or media from, say, the last five years would you recommend to a returning fan? Thank you for your time. I can't wait to see the waveforms of your answers in Army of Bees. Cyberverse! Um, is the media you should watch. Um, Toyline, you know, if you can. But that that is an excellent Transformers cartoon for kids that is made with a lot of love. You should watch Cyberverse. But uh, that's my answer. Aaron, from the last five years or so of Transformers... I need to catch up on Cyberverse. I was yelling um, at YouTube. I'm pretty so sure that I'm a season behind on it. It's all on YouTube now, yeah. officially. Yeah. So. Well, I've got a blizzard coming up, so when yep. I can't go into oh wait a second, I I I can't not go into work because I'm work from home now. Joy. Um so I totally won't watch it while also at work. Um <laughs> but the beginning of Cyberverse that I watched was very good. Um I think more of that kids media as I make big air quotes um has been reliable. The stuff that I've seen, it's not been like it's almost a frustrating thing with all the Netflix series where it was written very much like, you know, oh, this is going to be the adult thing. But they didn't like write it for adults. They wrote it for a very narrow band of nostalgia and then just like one and done it on everything. And it just not none of the Netflix stuff has any like soul. Cyberverse has more bites than the Netflix trilogies yeah. is what I'm going to say. If you never watch Cyberverse and you watch Netflix shows, Cyberverse looks silly. Cyberverse is silly a lot of the time, and it still had more bite in some of the exact same plot points that those trilogies did. So just to, to upsell Cyberverse even more. Uh, also, Aaron, the part of Cyberverse you watched, the first part, I like it for the most part. Also, the worst mm -hmm. part of Cyberverse. Like, yeah, I objectively. Mean... And, and the thing is, it's not. Like, I don't think that any of that was was not good. Yeah, like, it's... I mean, it was it was a little bit more kid aimed. The like Bumblebee can't talk to all of a sudden he can talk, but he has weird memory issues. Was like weird. Like, hey, this is how we're we're phrasing story for the kid. Whatever. Like, there's some of that, but it's it's always just how you frame the story. That like, look, we have to start somewhere and agree upon it thing and when this first came out well bumblebee didn't talk at all so this one can't either without causing issues for kids just go yeah so and like to be fair also when you think the last five years cyberverse was one of the because if we go five years ago <clears throat> was not 2015 
five years ago was the start of 2017. Yeah. Uh, so that was Tempest Cyberverse. Fugit. That was yeah. Cyberverse, I think. But yeah, it's, it's RID 2015, if we're just in the last five years, it's RID 2015 and Cyberverse are like the main cartoons. Um, I should I should say, actually, if you haven't watched Rescue Bots, um, that's worth it. I haven't yet either. I've only watched bits of the first season, and I know I'm missing out on some fun stuff. Um, we have a whole... If you've never watched Rescue Bots, and like like I have barely watched it, I there is a whole ass Tim Curry that I haven't seen, who's Tim Curry in Transformers, and I haven't seen it. And you know what? Since I'm assuming you haven't seen it either, uh, you haven't seen it either. We are all those of us who haven't seen Rescue Bots. We do mm-hmm. not have the lived experience of Tim Curry in Transformers, and we're poor That's for true. it. That's true. We are poor for it. Um, but, uh, yeah, like, like really it's just like Cyberverse and the Netflix shows and some RID 2015. RID 2015 is like, I, I think it's fun, but it is weird to watch it without having seen, or without having had a little bit of prime in your memory. Um, it's not necessary. There's very little continuity, but I think it helps to go from prime to RID because it's, it's a fun total dissonance. Uh, but Cyberverse is the one for, for toy lines though. Uh, there's a lot of good stuff from the last five years. The problem is I don't know how affordable any of it is anymore. Because the aftermarkets have been all kooky, Cocoa Puffs, mm-hmm. baskets full of Easter eggs, and firecrackers. I don't know what's suddenly really expensive anymore. <laughs> but the last five years would involve, uh, from 2017, it's Power of the Primes through till now... Lots of fun stuff in there. Power of the Primes is a weak toy line as a whole toy line, but it has lots of gems in it that are that are pretty darn fun. The Optimus from that is fun. Um, if you get the Nemesis Prime version, then you're not having to get another red and blue Optimus, so it's a win-win. Uh, I'd say, like, yeah, in the last trilogy, uh, I think Earthrise... Earthrise is really cool, but had also the most QC problems. Yes. So it's, it's, boy, is that a hard one to talk about? Wow. <laughs> there's, yeah, there's a lot of high highs and low lows. Um, so go for the high highs. Air Razor. Excellent. Um, Puffer. Tigatron's pretty good. Really good. Megatron, which Megatron? I said Tigatron. Oh, Tigatron. I thought you said Megatron. Uh, yeah, Tigatron. Really good. If you're not down with beasts at all, you don't want them. Um, Huffer and all of the various Huffer, Puffer, Road Rager, Road Ranger pipes that that mold. Pick your favorite one. It's pretty pretty solid. Um, Studio Series Rodimus, Kingdom uh, Rodimus, or you know Hot Rod and Kingdom Rodimus. Very solid executed toy in that as well. Cup I think is really good, but a lot less people agree with me about that one. Um. There's, that's yeah. There's just a lot of good stuff. I'm trying to think more niche things that people might have skipped on principle. You all need to have handled at least twenty bot bots. That's what I'll say. For every Transformers fan, there are at least twenty bot bots that you're gonna love. And you the have rough to find thing them. is the rough thing is getting in contact with that many of them. Yes, and, and being able to be tactile with them. Yes, the way that they are sold does not make that necessarily easy, but. If you can, if you can have fun doing it, 
there's some every, everyone has a handful of bot bots they love that even if they don't know it yet um it won't be the whole line but there's going to be a few that'll just click with you um yeah otherwise it's it's like yeah <laughs> i would say that uh outside of those kind of broad strokes like tell me what you like a lot about transformers and then i would have better recommendations for you um that's always been my go-to answer, but it's true, because everyone's a little bit different. Uh, like, I think Air Razor is probably one of the best official Transformers released in all of 2021. Um, but if you don't like Beasts, that doesn't help you. So, mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, and I, I've had that conversation more than once in the last year. So, uh, yeah, I don't know, blanket-wise, what to throw in. You know what? The Okay, you know, so, uh, a Transformer you should probably mess with... Um, for the last five years, TJ Omega. TJ Omega is a good transformer. Uh, here, I got one. Don't. You, no, 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 I'm not to be messed I with. I got one right. Let's get the oh. packaging open. Ah. I'll put them on the Why desk. my shirt. All right, TJ. Hey, welcome. Hi. Uh, <laughs> TJ, welcome home. Yeah, it's just. I've uh, five hours in the car today. Fun. I don't wish that upon anyone. <laughs> <laughs> uh, unless it's a comfortable car, you know, I I, I might be off base. Uh, uh, the, the, the the mini's the mini's a nice ride. Like it's not the worst until the playlist runs out. Everything's fine. <laughs> uh, hopefully the playlist did not run out one hour in. Hopefully that was closer to like three hours in. Um, but uh, TJ, while we got while we got you here. What if I just throw you into a listener question or two? Uh, sure. Sure. So let's say you burned out on Transformers around, you know, the, around the last night. So you kind of missed out on the last five years or so. Um, mm. If someone was, was suddenly really reignited into Transformers, is feeling like, damn, I'm really, I want to get back into, what, what did I miss? And they said like, hey, in the last five years, toy lines or media, like, like what, what should I be looking at? What would you say? Um... If we're judging the last five years or so, probably my my first thought media wise is Cyberverse. Yeah, I was um, yeah. screaming that um, and pounding my desk. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, and, I, uh, I, I could feel I could I could feel the rumbling on the way home. I learned that we, I learned Aaron still hasn't uh, yet finished Cyberverse, and he's about to get buried in a blizzard. So it's like nature is correcting itself. Hmm. Um. Because it's it's all up on YouTube. Yeah, Cyberverse is like the show to watch from the last five years. It's like uh, n just numerically, right? Because the last five years is the start of 2017, which took me a few tries. Um, but toy line wise, I've been feeling a little bit stuck on this answer because, like, all the generations toys that I'm thinking of may or may not have quintupled in value in the last five years because it's been all wild and crazy. So I don't know what to recommend someone. Yeah. So so weirdly enough, if we're recommending Cyberverse, the last wave that's out of Cyberverse, I just saw it today. Actually, it, it's somewhat of a greatest hits list because they reissued like the deluxe Soundwave on his own, along with the the new Slug figure. Both of those are really good. Uh, Hammerbite is back on shelves oh, along with the yeah. new Dead End, also really good. So you know, there's not bad options there. If we're looking at Toy lines? Hmm. I mean, 
my 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 thought would be like if it's it's kind of pushing it it's kind of pushing like that five year mark that this sets down but like titan's return is a fantastic play pattern to get into it's a really good mm-hmm. line but it's the worst one to recommend right now because <laughs> i keep checking in on this now i don't keep checking in, but I, I i i check in on the tone now and then titan's return has skyrocketed on the aftermarket mm. so I, I whenever i tell someone yeah there's really cool titan's return toys you should look into like twin twist and topspin Someone in the distance starts screaming at me because they're like, they don't have enough money. And, and <laughs> I mean, I'll, I'll check, but uh, Titan's Return became really expensive very suddenly. I mean, I mean, the retro headmasters shouldn't be that bad yet. Those, yeah, the re- the the new like colorways of them, absolutely. Um, okay, yeah, I, t- I searched Titan's Return on eBay Canada, so I'm just getting some. Titans Return Windblade, buy it now. Canadian, eighty dollars. Mm. No, uh, she comes with a repper label set, so that's you know that's adding like fifteen bucks. But um, it's the later wave ones as well, especially there. There are some t- okay. There are some Titans Return that have not skyrocketed. Um, I, w- hmm. I want to put this into context. I want to put this into context. So, I walked out of a store today with ten. Mint on card Beast Wars toys. None of them were as expensive as that Windblade. A uh, there is a carded Titans Return Windblade for ninety Canadian dollars from Hong Kong. Ugh. Uh, a loose Slug Slinger from Titans Return, sixty three Canadian dollars. So it is the Ugh. later wave stuff. Uh, okay. Who do you think I just made that noise what was at? That? Blur. No, I, I can uh, I can confirm not blur. Okay. Um, I know RC's up there. Misfire. Misfire. To buy it now. What do you think it is? I'll give you a guess. It's gotta be in the triple digits if you've made that noise after Windblade. Mm-hmm. Can confirm. Oh, there's another Windblade loose for seventy Canadian dollars. And I'll say two twenty. No, one sixty Canadian. But that's okay, for okay. a loose. That's for a loose. That's loose fire. <laughs> Hang on. Sealed, sealed. Titans Return Perceptor, eighty eight dollars. <laughs> loose Slug I mean, Slinger, forty five. <laughs> Packaged Titans Return Six Shot, one forty five. Go type green light. No, I made a deck. I made a deck. In the TCG, after I found that out, I have a TCG deck I haven't played yet called Greenlight is $300 on the aftermarket. Uh, no, she's not. <laughs> oh. What's she now? 420 Uh, Open. Loose. Wee. 175 Sealed. 424 380 <laughs> I didn't get to... 424. I didn't throw, get to play on. my deck yet. I didn't get to call go thro- 300. That's not I fair. Gotta go, I gotta go throw up now. Uh, I didn't. I sold. To- I think I sold mine at 300 and felt like I was. I I I was doing something horrible. Oh, I I found. I now found I feel a, like I so- should have sold it now. I found a sealed misfire. Nope. I found a sealed <clears throat> misfire. Two hundred and seventeen dollars <throat> and thirteen cents Canadian. So hey, I was close. You were. You were. You were a free 
owned copy of Titans Return Ramhorn, the one where you got a Titan Master and a little Rhino. Pre-owned, forty-two sixty. Ugh. I'm looking at the sold prices. I'm not seeing anything that got close to that. I'm seeing I'm seeing forty dollar Astro Trains in the box. Megatron went for forty eight shipped. Uh, Let me go to. I just went to sold. Uh, uh, a sealed ominous and sky shadow one twenty seven Canadian. Uh, maybe it's just in Canada because the sold ones here are not hitting that high. Here's Blitzwing sealed, and I thought I think that's one of the best ones. Forty two bucks plus thirteen to here's ship. The, here's the thing, though: Are you even seeing any of the later wave deluxes? <laughs> Point. Uh, I found a sold topspin on card, 76 Canadian. Um, a sold croc, 44 Canadian. Quake, 38 Canadian. Uh, now, it's worth saying, this was before 30 bucks was the deluxe price in Canada as well. So there's you know, a little bit of context, I think. I think it was. Maybe I'm wrong on that. Oh, here we go. Uh, sold, sealed, topspin, 90 Canadian. Oh, okay. Well, that didn't make my point. Uh, Let me see what Misfire sold for. Okay. Yeah, loose complete, 120, I see that one. I found a sold Windblade on card, 114 Canadian. <laughs> uh, I'm doing this in part as a PSA because there are... there are. I had this shocked reaction when I... and No, not shocked. I had the, haha, let me go look for myself reaction when I was told the Titans Return stuff was really expensive on the aftermarket. A loose Octone sold for 90 Canadian dollars. Crack my jaw for a sec there. Um, what is going on? Like, a lot of people miss Titans Return, and also, I asked about this on Twitter years ago. The last wave or two of Titans Return deluxes specifically just never made it to some store shelves in some regions. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was also a problem. Uh, odd distro and completing collections and and. I found a I found Supply. a sold I found a sold pre-owned Titans Return Misfire with the card that had the bubble ripped off. It sold for 150 Canadian dollars four days ago. So there's that. My misfire's in a box. <laughs> uh <coughs> Okay. Now you need to make a misfire deck. Titans Return Deluxe Twin Twist. I finally saw one on card. One ninety one fifty nine Canadian. <laughs> let's stop the. Let's stop the. I should have invested in this rather than crypto. Uh, yeah, I, I, I. This was me going through two pages of sold. So uh, that's a sufficient sample size. Anyway, I hope we answered your question in Army of Bees that you missed Titans Return. <laughs> And too bad. <laughs> go, go hit up yard sales. Yeah, yeah. Uh, once those start happening, flea markets. Raid e- every every little kid's toy that you find. There's and a pl- there's flip a pl- it on the internet in order to make your real money. There's a place <laughs> called Once Upon a Child. It's secondhand little kid stuff. Sometimes people throw transformers at them. Have fun with that. Genuinely, I hope that that was educational for someone listening. Um, I'm not sure if maybe the word had gotten out about Titan's Return. I was really hoping I was going to look and it was all going to be cheap and that it, that the wave had passed, but it hasn't. It hasn't. Uh, it has not. That's a shame because that 
Titan's Return Windblade is kind of the best deluxe Windblade, in my opinion. Um, it's a shame that she's that expensive. Uh, anyway. Um, yeah, TJ, well, what we got you here, actually, the, the, we had a question earlier about, about KOs you've been tempted to buy, which is, um, I believe, based off of you taking a look at Sir Toys. And me and Aaron kind of got stuck because all we could think of were luxury knockoffs. You know, like the, the, the enhanced... Um, duplication of an existing mold. We've, with you know, the, the bad parts have been ironed out, and we added tentacles to Soundwave. We put a light in, blah blah. I found bumblebees that turned into Batman and Spider Man, but otherwise, I couldn't find anything truly kooky. Uh, is there anything truly kooky out there you've seen of late, Ko wise? Uh, there's a few on the internet that. I was always curious about, and then there were ones that I found in person that I actually went after once upon a time. Uh, the internet ones I've seen, and that's they're they're like easy ones, it's like the the mini optimal optimist that was around for a while. Uh, that also randomly appears with Garfield's head for some reason. Um, see, I remember the Garfield one. Yeah, what was? Oh God, I just I just had it in mind. There's another one that floats around every now and then that was like really tempting me not just like flew out of my head uh, it, 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 hopefully it comes to me the one I remember that I was uh, that I was seeking out actively was once upon a time someone made a downscale of uh, Cybertron Brimstone in different colors oh I kind of remember that yeah, they were, they were close to legend scale, and like they were still functional. So like they were super cheap, but like it was actually kind of fun to just have like tiny pterodactyls. Yeah, yeah. Like the um, the the main one I was I was I was thinking of is the uh, there's some upscaled prime um, ones that have been luxurized, like a sound wave with tentacles and whatnot. Um, but yeah, so you see, re- yeah, but like I I don't, I don't even view that like, technically that's knockoff, but when I when I think knockoff, I like I want like shards of plastic still hanging off from where the sprue wasn't cut well, and you know I want mm-hmm. cheesy stickers that ha- you know that have just random words on them. You want the that one that ca- was poured out of something at some point. I I, I mean I I want the one where the card back says "shape changing robot man." That like that's that's a knockoff to me. Yeah, I wish I actually saw those things at dollar stores, but I, I was yelling about that already. <laughs> You never see the fun stuff on in dollar stores. Sir, it's like Sir Toys like hoovers it all up before you mm-hmm. get a chance to get it domestically. <laughs> um, well, uh, yeah, that that then I guess brings us to uh, our uh, our bit where we can talk a little off topic. I know Aaron's got um, Aaron's got a thing. Uh, Aaron's got two things. I, I've got a couple of things. Uh, they're very they're very technological. Um, high craft. Gigabytes are involved. Mm-hmm. Uh, 32 of them, but kind of 24. Uh, so um, I'd gotten a, a healthy chunk of Christmas money and had been been talking with Alfie for a while about what our data needs were at home because uh, she's a photographer and she takes a lot of photos and likes to keep the raw format dot raws or whatever and they take up a bunch of space and i have a folder of those still she's she's had a couple of drives fail on her so some of her older photography stuff 
was just lost because the drive died and she didn't have sufficient backup. And it's the thing I'd been kind of thinking about for a while. And so I ended up buying myself a Synology of 9200 or 920DS plus or something like that. Um, but it's a four bay front loader uh, little box that sits underneath our, our Wi-Fi router that has four eight terabyte drives in it. And it's set up so that three of those drives are for data and one of them is for parity. So if one of those drives fails, I can recover the data from the others. Um, and so then that's set up. And so now any important files or any of that is all there and it's all shareable across any computer or phone that's on the network. And so any any backup copies of DVDs that I may or may not have um, that used to be on a computer is now on that and backed up. So I never have to back them up again um, off of that website with a cartridge for a sale. Um, just things like that. I've got um, four or five drives uh, that I still want to try and do a recovery on because they're all external drives. So I, I still need to get, um, there are a couple of like universal drive enclosures and my hope is the drives that are not accessible whatsoever, instead of it being a drive failure is like a power or communication board failure. And that's separate from the drive. So I could shuck the, those drives out of their little external case and drop them into that and potentially recover data. But that's a project for a later day that 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 version of Aaron that wants to deal with that so far hasn't come around. Um, but I was able to to find when I was just like, find every hard drive. Find every, like your couple of laptop bags that you don't use anymore. Dig through those. Find every, find every you know, SD card. Find every hard drive. Find every everything. And so, and... Like, giving her that directive to do that, found a couple of SD cards that had stuff that she thought was lost, and a hard drive that had some stuff that she thought was lost. So, Walt, the majority of the stuff that was of concern for her um, is still AWOL. Some pockets were found, and they're now backed up in it with such file names as Friday, Friday 1, Friday New, Friday Newest. So... She still has some sorting to do, but they're all there and in a place where if 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 something fails, it's not forever. It's just like, okay, we just have to restripe the drive. I'm also so. part of this backup system because I went and looked on my MacBook. I still have a somewhat large photo called Secret Alfie Photo Bank, uh, which is a, a very sudden backup she needed to do at TFCon LA 2019. Okay. Um, I, we may need to have a dis discussion and make sure, like, have you dump that back bit by bit into the, in, in, into the Dropbox to I filter could that, that the other way. I could, I could Dropbox that to you. Yes, that's doable. I, I always, I always see that folder and I forget about it. And then I looked and I was like, this <laughs> folder is, is of, of a notable size from, from my yeah. little SST. Yeah, uh, but so then the really neat thing about um, with the Synology box, so like if you had one of these boxes as well, what we could do is we could set it up to say like, okay, these are my critical files. This is like all of my bank information. These are the special family photos that I would never want to lose. 
I could set that up as an encrypted thing to then have you be an offsite copy of it. And then you could do the same thing. So I could a lot like, Hey, five terabytes for, for Chris or whatever you would need. And then within the software that's on it, you can set up like a remote person to then share that with. Dang. To like, cause it's, it's the, the three, two, one, three copies of it in two different format or what is it? It's like three copies of it, two different formats in more than one location or something like that. Where like, just like my house catches fire. It doesn't matter that I've got that data on my desktop and on that box over there because they're both in the house and they were both in the fire. So that's like having the offsite backup. Um, so it's, it's a cool little box. I also, um, for using it for Plex purposes, it doesn't quite have all the punch that I need, but it also has two expansion slots on the bottom of it that I can just drop, um, M dot two drives into to basically act like extra cash. So I could mm-hmm. give it like, you know, two terabytes of, of cash to, to help it be peppier if I really needed to. And so that's the thing I'm, I'm trying to decide if like that's quite a necessity yet. Or Slip if I could some just... uh, mint flavored cash in there to get it yeah. to be nice and yeah, fresh maybe. too. But yeah, that was, so that was, that was kind of the Christmas purchase. And then uh, the other purchase that I got uh, that is the, what else was, um, and for for TJ's sake, it's 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 roll up our chat there a little bit. Um, I got myself a Secret Lab Titan Evo twenty twenty two gaming chair. It's the one with um, the T on it. What all the streamers use? Yeah, except for mine's the cyberpunk one, so it's all yellow. Mm. Um, so it, it was uh, my the chair that I've been using in here for the last couple of years is my office chair, and for probably. 14 15 years before that is just like my my at computer chair it's really starting to show its age with two years of hard use on it and um alfie had said you know you've done a lot bunch of stuff and above and beyond for me what if i get you a new office chair okay that's cool so we went and we went to the office stores in town and you know did test sits on things and it was like there's like three different levels for office chairs at an office store like that. There's the super cheap 60 to hundred dollar. That's like, I don't know. That's where humans sit. I guess if you have to buy a bunch of them and then like it top, there's like the $300 kind of top range that were good chairs. They're soft in the bottom and they, 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 they're all the office chairs. They roll a little bit and they twist and they might tilt a little bit, but all of them were like, below the shoulders on the back. And I really wanted something that was taller. And then they'd had like one copy of the one that was taller, but it's like made out of titanium and carbon fiber and, and butterfly wings and, and unicorn farts. And it has 8,000 different adjustable things. And it's, you can sweat through it or it'll also turn into like an igloo for you if it's too cold and costs like $2,000. And it's like, well, I don't want to go that far. And I don't need, like, my left butt cheek and right butt cheek to have its own different support zone areas and three-axis toggleable adjustment knobs. Well, not yet. Yeah, I'm not I'm not that busted yet. So, and we kind of went home and we were sitting there thinking about it. And then 
I thought, well, gaming chair. Like, let's try that in the search rather than office chair. Surely I'll get something different. And then, like, the first thing that popped up was the Secret Lab Titans and took a look at them, and it had, like, 99.9% five-star reviews, and then, like, the remainder point one was half of that was four-star reviews, and then the one-star reviews that were like, my house caught fire the day it was delivered. It was probably this chair, one star. And, like, okay, that looks good. You know, well-rated, a bunch of different people with videos rating it very well. I said, okay, well, we went and, like, took a look at it, and I was fine with just the straight black, but she's like, well, some of these others look neat. Pick out, like, three of the alternate, um, like, the, the um, I'm going to pull up exactly what they call special it. Some of the, like, special, special editions, edition, I think. And, and make your pick. I'm like, well, the cyberpunk one looks kind of cool. Um, cause it's, you know, the cyberpunk yellow and black and has a, a big graphic on the back of it. And the Witcher, I like the Witcher and, and, you know, the, the two swords looks kind of weird on the back, but Hey, that's kind of the Witcher thing. And, uh, what I forget, I think it was like the house Stark one, I think was my, th- my third one. Not that I'm a big game of Thrones person, but it's cool. Black and white. No, and, no one's and allowed to be anymore. Wolf hat. Yeah. Huh? <laughs> Not since D and D got done with them, but that's a, that's a different podcast altogether. And so she went, okay, well, I'm ordering you the Cyberpunk one. Awesome, cool. And so then it, like, we did the order, and then first thing the next morning, it was the email, like, okay, it's shipping. And then a couple days later, like, it was here. And so put it all together, and then realized that one of the adjustment um, buttons on the arm was broken. And so I couldn't adjust the arm uh, inboard and outboard easily I'd, I'd have to like reach in and hit a, like a plastic shard and that wasn't cool so i you know went to their um their uh support page and took a picture of it submitted it and did everything and they're like okay cool if you have an rfid reader can you scan the bottom corner of the back of the chair and give us that number so that we can verify i was like <laughs> do beep what the f- Okay. So there's an RFID tag in this thing as the certificate of authenticity, basically. And I gave them that code, and they're like, okay, now can you give us a picture of the, like, if you, you can take the armrest hopper off of it, and then there's, like, a, a revision number on there. Can you give us a picture of that? Because we want to see make sure that we can match what you have. Okay. So I sent him a picture of that, and they're like, oh, well, we're sorry, we don't have that arm in stock anymore because that's an older revision. So we're going to send you two new arms so that you have matching revisions. I just, I, just, I, just, I just need the button. And they're like, no, we're going to send you both of these arms. Okay. 36 hours later, there are two... Like, professional boxes. And and I thought it was just going to be like the arm was going to have, like, bubble wrap wrapped around it and tossed in just a, you know, a, a 8 by 12 by 6 cardboard box. No. Secret Lab Evo 2022 Titan left arm with a diagram of a left arm on there. Secret Lab Evo 2022 right arm with a diagram of a right arm on there. And... Two minutes later on each arm, and I've replaced them 
to be the next revision or the latest revision arms replaced like everything resolved in under 48 hours you and have to become a streamer now like that's part of the yeah, agreement maybe yeah but like the, the and the chair is good and comfortable and it does all the good things that i'd want the chair to do and what's really amazing to me is like what i thought was just a graphic on the back of the chair is actually all embroidered and so on the back of the cyberpunk one it is the samurai logo that's on the back of of uh, Johnny Silverhand's jacket and samurai and all that stuff. And not only is it embroidered, but it has, like, in the flames, all of the flames at the top of the head are embroidered. The pattern is embroidered in a different direction. So it gives, like, a depth to what in the photos looks like just red. It actually gives it, like, a depth and character to it. And that's... It's a bunch of things that are like a step or two beyond what you'd think like really needs to be done that makes it all feel good. And like I said, with the way that they were very rapid in their turnaround of of fixing what was a basic issue, I was assuming that like I can see as an engineer designer guy, I can see where where like they could have just said, hey, you know, take this part off, unscrew these five things, pull this part off remove this broken plastic piece, put in this new plastic piece, screw everything back together. And they're just like, no full on replacement arms. Just we, we, we want to support it very well. And by God, they did. So it's that uh, delicious gamer excess. Yeah. Well, it's it's not even, it's, it's not even that it's like, even if this chair was kind of dumpy, which it's not, (laughs) Having having service at that level to me is is what turns a so so experience into one that I'm going to like rave heavily about because there was an issue and instead of saying like oh, you think maybe you don't know how to use the arm of a chair or something dumb like those customer service interactions that everybody has unfortunately had one or two of in their life instead they were just like no you got a picture and you got the code that proves that it's a valid chair along with your shipping order yeah here we're going to make it right with no fuss whatsoever so now nah, this is how you do customer service now you gotta get the led strips for the chair yeah now i, I, I once they're available i might go for the gel arm tops whoa all right and they, but, that's how they get you you're gonna get the gel arm tops, the LED back. You're gonna get the uh, the. Um... I'm not changing the back to it. It's a big, cool embroidered piece. No, no, it, go, it goes around it. Rant on about it. It goes around it. It's, it. It enhances it. It adds animation to the embroidery. The power of light waveforms. Um, that is good though. A good chair that is comfortable and makes you feel good is one of the most important things mm-hmm. in the current era. Yeah, and I've been using it for a couple of weeks now, and. Like it was, it's a lot firmer than my old chair was, which granted my old chair was old and like busted out. So, you know, (laughs) anything would be. And at first I thought it was going to be an issue, but I've actually found it's it's been better than what the old chair was for being that. It's like, like if you've ever been in a, uh, in like a, like a racing car style seat, a bucket, bucket seat, it's, it's more, it's more firm. It has, it has the edge bolsters a little bit. It has the lumbar that can go up and down and in and out, so you can lumbar it right where you want the lumbar to go. And it's it's 
better than I thought it was going to be and is great for the way that they made it right. So, like I said, I'll continue to, to rave about them. If, if, you, if you need a place to put your butt, man, Secret Lab has figured out that technology a whole lot better than the, I don't know, it's the cheapest that we could make it not out of asbestos. I mean, asbestos is an acquired taste, but yeah, the, the point still stands. Yeah. Um, don't eat asbestos. PSA. Um, well, many congratulations. Uh, I have a I have a quick off-topic thing to share, which is mostly that I got one of many Kickstarter board games that I kickstarted during early lockdown era uh, finally came in. So I now have the expansions for Fantastic Factories. Very fun little engine builder game. Um somewhat abstract it is literally factories you're building engines and stuff the expansions just add another resource type and they add uh, gotcha player interaction if you want um but that's all i have to report for now off topic wise hopefully the next time we talk i'll have an all-in from a big silly miniatures laden board game to talk about but you know we'll see uh it's relevant to a previous topic it's from idw games which no longer exists which is real weird um but uh, that that's my off-topic stuff. TJ, um, off-topically, uh, is anything... I mean, you were just traveling, but uh, aside from gaining the experience of the road, uh, anything off-topic on your mind uh, for today? experience of the road doesn't come with, like, some kind of surgery for my lower back. I'm, try- I'm trying it's to... See, if you, had, if you had this chair, I mean, your back may not hurt. <laughs> this is true. Did you lumbar. hear? You can, did you, you can hear Aaron said bit exactly where you want it? Did you hear? Did you hear Aaron on WTF or TFW said that the Secret Labs t- Titan chair will actually fix your back if your back is yep. messed up? I mean, this is the Cyberpunk one, so like the next step on the Cyberpunk one is it's actually like a Ripper Doc chair, and <laughs> we'll just put a new spine in for you. Uh, well, there we got a solution for your back, I guess. Get an eight hundred dollar chair. <laughs> wasn't that much. Well, maybe Canadian. With the Ripper like... Dock. Oh, no. They have a Monster Hunter version. Yeah. Uh... Oh, don't look at the site. I did, and now I have a tab open. Don't do that. It's too... You're too late. <laughs> uh, it is 800 Canadian, by the way. But, I'm, you know, that's just mm-hmm. how I roll. Uh, but, yeah, anything off-topic, TJ, on uh, on your end? There's... There's a, f- there's a few things. It's hard to keep... One, it's hard to keep track, because... What I just did a few hours ago. I'm trying to think of anything like besides the stuff that I still have to unbag and figure out. Arms are still sore from burying that body. Aside I mean, that, uh... aside from that whole man I killed, I like how we both just went straight to violence. Uh, good on us. Yeah, we've known each other how long, and this is the opinion you have of me. I see. Yeah, it's, it's, it's positive opinions. Why you had to teaching. drive so far? You don't bury a body in your own backyard. They'll well, find it. Of course it there. not. But you remember, I live in Florida, where you're just a wood chipper and a f- field full of gators away from being okay. I mean, I, I just still use... don't do that in your backyard because everyone's like, "Oh yeah, TJ no. was running a chipper at nine o'clock at night." Seems slightly odd, but you know, it's Florida. I just used the neighbor's garbage bin. I just I just learned it on Instagram a couple days ago. It works like a charm. What are we talking about? I I can't remember anymore. Um, <clears throat> off topic stuff. Let's see. Uh, what what else? What else? What else? What else? I'm, I'm trying to think now. Now, like, 
out of like out it's of also like road fresh. It all it is it is. I think my big acquisition like I kind of I discovered something existed and then I decided to get it and I saw how much it was and for some reason that didn't stop me. I so I found out NECA did a set for Toka and Razor from the second Ninja Turtle movie. Yes. Mm-hmm. And I don't know why I have such an obsession with those two. Maybe just like favorite toys from that line as a kid. Like I know I played with Toka to death to the point where like I think it broke down too much at some point and got thrown out. Like well, I mean I they're, di- they're adorable. They're babies. Yeah. They're infants. They're stupid yeah. infants. <laughs> No, I I but strong. I don't. Remember, I haven't watched the movie in like years. I don't remember all the lines. No, no Sh- Shredder, Shredder's just they're stupid. Okay, so they're stupid infants because they're hitting each other with like lead pipes in the background. Yeah. No. Uh. So, like, no, like no shock. It's what NECA does, but the detailing on them is like extraordinary. They look like mini versions of the suits from the movie. It's scary in a way. Down to like, there's there's facial articulation on these. That is a definite break out the hair dryer uh, scenario. Uh, is is what I'm thinking. Uh, possibly like, like Toka, like you can adjust Toka's like eyebrows or like his eye ridges, <laughs> just so you can get some expression out of him. Uh, accessories are loaded. You've got like the the box of jelly donuts, including the smashed one with the anti mutagen in it. Mm-hmm. Like they've got like the limited things they have is weapons. They got the like the fire extinguisher from the finale. Is it like an astonishing set? Ninja Turtles has been uh, a real kind license to NECA as I've as far as I've seen for the last couple of years. So I'm, I'm oh. not surprised. I they they've been it's it's non-stop. I was at Target the other I was at Target over the weekend and they had. They just put out animated foot soldiers one by one, so you can just buy up hordes of those. They had a, it was a four pack of the disguised turtles, where you can just take the disguises off, so just in case if you just want all four of the turtles. They had the entire. I was gonna say there was a dented box deluxe foot soldier at Meeple Mart I saw go up with some Mm. other things, and I was thinking like, Mm. someone in the states is probably real mad that there's a a dented box discount version of an army builder chilling out in a store over here. Yeah. But like I, I have seen like like NECA figures are not cheap in the first place, but I've seen like four packs of these Ninja Turtle ones. So apparently they're doing astonishingly well. And I know from my toy shop, you know, the ones that we have in, the prices on those skyrocketed as soon as they were off the shelves. Oh yeah, it's it's been a whole thing. I, I've uh I've said many times, I don't envy uh, our Ninja Turtle collecting friends uh, because chasing down NECA Ninja Turtle stuff has been, like, lifestyle toy collecting. Like, that has to kind of become your one line if you want to go completist on it. Uh, but, no, that's excellent. I, one quick question. Do they come with with, uh, with pre- or post-anti-mutagenized Toka and Razor in that box? Oh, oh. The puppy and the snapping turtle? I don't think so. Randy? Randy? Where are 
It's not a complete box. <laughs> I'm waving a uh, finger at of Randy who isn't here and will never listen to this. Uh, I know. Maybe they're saving him for Tatsu's release. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's pretty solid. Um, that's also a good get because it is a NECA Ninja Turtles thing. Those things are in it, those things are intermittently uh, scarce as gold. Um, yeah, so and this a... was this was an online exclusive. Uh, oh yikes! It, yeah, uh, price wasn't fun. Um, that's where the Christmas bonus went. But hey, woo! Like, no, I, I've been far better at spending money lately. So guess what? I've been okay. Yay! Uh, that's excellent. Um. I was going to suggest, because Aaron's uh, hitting the end of his, his fuel rod, um, that's a saying mm-hmm. that we use normally, we humans. Um, Aaron, if you want to bail out, uh, I, I want to pivot back and talk to TJ about any on-topic stuff uh, that may okay. be, be in there. So do you want to wanna kick back and, uh, and relax before the blizzard buries y- your home? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Go. Go go put away more of the acorns that I managed to uh to gather before the oncoming frost. Do you have a shovel? I have two shovels. Okay. Both of them are in the house. I'm not stupid. <laughs> well then you're all set to go. You just have to you, yeah. you just dig your way out. Super simple. Yeah. Except for Alfie will be out plowing the the roads of Purdue for for potentially 16 hours than being told to stay on the on-site hotel on campus rather than just drive back across the river. But Ugh. it'll be fun. Best of luck. By the time this comes out, we'll yeah. know whether or not y'all... Uh... Yeah, died. <laughs> <laughs> um, but have have as best a night as you can. <laughs> Will do. All right, Take care, gentlemen. Easy. Good night. Uh, so yeah, TJ, um, I wanted to ask you... Now, I, I made the presumption... That you've uh, you've acquired Transformers, uh, so if you haven't, then hey, this is going to be even easier. But <laughs> did you acquire any Transformers uh, in the last week or two? I mean, you you do presume correctly, yes. Hey, yes, I did. Uh, Mutant Tigatron came in. Ooh, that one uh, has become an Amazon problem in Canada. Oh. Great. It's the it's the usual Amazon problem where they ship them and then a whole bunch of people get told, "Hey, it, yours c- couldn't make it past the second checkpoint, so here's a refund." And you kind of go like, "What is that? How did it get close to me and then not get here? I don't understand." But that's been a, a common thing I've been hearing about that Tigertron this week. Mm. Um, how do you turn out? Just in case uh, I ever I never see one, I'm not sure. <laughs> Uh, he, he is really nice. Like he is just as solid and imp- as uh, solid as Tigatron, just as good of an improvement. Uh, you know, st- remaining to be an improvement over Cheetor. Good deco. Like Tiger Stripes look good. The fade on the the underside of him looks good. Still has a wonky eye. Like <laughs> I, I, that's just gonna be a thing with that mold, I guess. I think I've seen no. more than one photo of a wonky eye on the orange one already. So, it seems normal, at least. Yeah, yeah. Uh, something I... I'm not sure... I'm not sure if I like that this is a thing, or if I wish they'd change it up, but he just... Ha- he has the same mutant head going on as uh, Shadow Panther, just larger. Yeah, I mean, I guess... 
I don't know what would be different. I get yeah. I, I never mean, thought about that. You you could make it. I mean, you could make it more skeletal. You could make it more like you could refine the details a little bit, so it looks a little bit more you know mutant than just like that sleek like fang space helmet thing that he's got going on. Yeah. Yeah, because I mean, what you're describing is like, well, that's not wrong, but yeah, it would be neat if it was a little bit more exciting. Yeah, yeah, but at the same time, like, as like quasi evil counterparts of Cheetor and Tigatron, that's actually not a bad thing. Yeah, and and that Tigatron has a a, a super wacky backstory. Um... With all the, the, the alternate dimension, alternate timeline, whatnot stuff that's on entirely the Amazon pages. Mm. Oh, right, right, right. That backstory. Spoilers, he's dead. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> he never existed, which makes it weird that we have him. Yeah, well, no, he existed, but then he blew himself up in a temporal chronal explosion along with <laughs> most of the rest of the Golden Disc Collection. <laughs> <laughs> The story ends with them all he dying. Was, uh, it's such a weird, freaking weird story idea. He, he love well. Anytime you put them like in these like weird stories, it's like a sub dimension of what goes on. You're like, oh well, we we gotta hit the reset button somehow, and sometimes then the meteor hits. You know. Well, my favorite part is that like whoever whoever wrote Kill 'Em All, whoever did the Tomino thing to to the that cast. Still was it had had the proper you know empathy and heart to say, but they shot Puffer into space first to spare him from dying, and I'm like, that's perfect. That's perfect. Puffer lives. <laughs> Puffer's the only one who makes it out, as it should be. <laughs> See, um, I mean, beyond that, like it's 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 not Puffer, but I did get pipes. I no. haven't got pipes yet. Pipes and Slammer look like they've showed up at GameStop here, but I haven't had a chance to go to one to look. Mm. Uh, but I do have Huffer and Puffer and Road Ranger. <laughs> <laughs> so you know the mold. Yeah, which you know. is kind of what's really weird is having those three actually makes me feel like I do. I, I'm required to have pipes because all four of them have unique head sculpts, and I feel like this weird draw to want to own the whole Sentai team. Yeah, well, well, here's the thing. Like, you know, it's you know, it's uh, it's the pipes mold, so you have that extra swivel his backpack can do to match. So he's like, that you're that's gonna be like the sixth ranger of your Sentai team. Look, he's a little bit different than the other ones. Yeah, I mean that's that's what's sick about the the Golden Disc two pack is because of all of that and all the the detent joints on the backpack. All four of them can have completely slightly slightly different backpack arrangements. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's real. At a certain point, someone who just doesn't like the mold goes like, goes like, I don't understand why this is such a big deal. But then I, this mold clicks, clicks with me for some reason. So yeah, yeah, I actually, I actually really like it too. Yeah. Oh, they're they're uh, all sitting on, under my monitor now. I'm pulling them all out because Puffer is my pipes right now. I gotta look at those big, those big pipe guns. Oh, what a nice, what a good boy yeah. Puffer is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so pipes is no surprise. Yeah. You who have had the mold three times, you know what you know what you're doing. Yeah, it, yeah. it's pipes. I'm buying it a fourth time. Uh, I know what I'm doing. <laughs> uh, I, I, for freshness, I did get blaster as well. Oh, you found a uh, kingdom blaster. Yeah, yeah, I, I got. I, I was one of the ones who actually got it off a of pulse before it vanished. 
Nice. Um, hey, I'll ask you, because I think we asked them on the Zoom call, but I saw the question come up recently. He is not Netflix Soundwave, right? Not a bit. Not a single exactly, part yeah. is shared. Yeah, he's absolutely new. Because they look very similar in photos, but like that's just because they both They're... fold into a rectangular box. It's because they both they both form cassette players. Yeah. Like, of course they're going to look the same. I, it's, part of that, I think, is just fandom pessimism as well, because they were so yeah. programmed to think one is going to become the other at some point. Yeah, yeah, 100%. Um, but even, like, I, I remember seeing the leg transformation. I was like, this is a completely different toy. Uh, oh, yeah. Oh yeah. How did it, how did it turn out though? Because I, I I've heard some mixed uh, feelings on the complexity of the transformation, which was surprising to me. I mean, it, I mean, it's a it's it's a super solid figure. Like he he has some hep to him. Um, I don't mind the transformation in any way. Like I don't know why he'd be getting flack of any kind. Um, like it, like it's not terribly complex, but it doesn't need to be. He becomes a box, you know, mm. like. Uh, I, I was just happy his arms did something interesting to fold together. I was really happy to find out that his boombox mode wasn't just his legs unfolding into all the panels you then close up around the robot. That's what, that's what I thought was going to go on. Legs do open up for the transformation, but it's only like a panel or two. Mm-hmm. Like it's 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 not near not nearly what I expected it to be. Uh, yeah, like. It's it's a blaster. I mean, it works. It works fine. Like uh, he continues the new tradition of having the one finger out so he can hit his own button. Hell yeah! And and uh, in case any listener doesn't know, he is also coming out in Legacy Wave One. So don't worry if you don't find him. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He is. He is going to be an ample supply. Um. Oh that. Oh yeah. So I, sh- I should ask you. Uh, how do you feel about? Uh, eject specifically designed to be your least favorite toy of 2022. <laughs> God, I'm getting memes of that in my discord now. Like th- that's just my thing. My hatred of translucent plastic. Um, so engineering wise, he's nice. He's way better than the, uh, rumble frenzy mold that we got for Soundwave because mm. he's, he's fully articulated. You know, he, he, at the very least, he's got like the the nine points you want: neck, shoulders, elbows, hips, and knees. Yeah, I remember when uh, when I, when like the the Hasbro folks said this folds up like this little guy folds up to be the same size as the Soundwave cassettes. I was like, dang, that's compression. That seems pretty mm. cool. Yeah, yeah. I, I hope they do more. I hope Blaster. I hope Soundwave didn't get an entire, essentially like an entire like price point design specifically, so they could get cassettes out. Only for Blaster to end up with just one, one of his buddies, and that's it. My my understanding is, and it's slight hypothesis, is because I mean the question came up. We got the kind of answer that where they were like, "Do you think that we're only going to do the one cassette?" So I think that they're probably going to be more cassettes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I figure. Uh, I figure multi packs and core in core class. Yeah. Uh, um. I I will. I. I will say my my eject does have stress marks across both knees right out of the box. I would suspect that might have just even come from assembly. Uh, 
I don't know the precise assembly, but if there was any kind of friction assembly going on, that that might have just been a, a consequence of it. Yeah, um, I, I mean it's it's not the only example of that I've seen. I've seen other people take photos, and you know they've got the same stress marks. It might it might just be like a like a they got the size just a little bit wrong. Yeah, like I I wonder if that's a Retgar palm from 2011 kind of thing of like this is just a really bad looking fracture, but like it's just it's part of this toy's existence for the most part. Mm. Um, cause yeah, like that, that is, it, it, you know, it specifically is energon infused eject. It's eject, right? Cause I was just thinking uh, of EEE. Yeah. It's eject. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the way that the eject was presented to us <clears throat> as being energon infused always has me thinking like that. They're probably going to, just repaint all repaint that one twice and just like do the whole the whole gamut with it but um yeah it's it's so weird cuz like that little that little guy is is like a consequence of blaster having a clear windshield right like it's yeah. just yeah that was that's the thing is that now i have to wait for rewind at some point but how are you going to get him out unless you know you do a twin cast with black translucent plastic my my uh my theory is that that little dude is gonna be able to be cast on his own without a blaster coming out. Uh, I I got a suspicion that they set up the mold so they could gate it off. Um, but that'd that, be nice. Yeah, like like I think it. I I I have nothing to back this up. This is just like a hypothesis I put together after that thing was revealed. Is I think that the uh the eject rewind is a gateable thing that they can do, but for the purposes of doing blaster that has to occupy the same space as the, the chest window panel. Uh, and they have a whole energon infused thing as like an aesthetic. Like cause that's what they called uh core Rodimus's sword as well, which is clear blue. Mm. So I think it's just like, well, this fits together for the way that we're doing this, this um, colorway uh, concept. So, so, so you're hypothesizing this, how they're working it into legacy's whole energon weapon scheme. Yeah, because um, they they he I remember when when in, when they revealed that to us on the Zoom call, they specifically called it energon infused eject, uh, which was the same terminology for for uh, hot rod sword when that was revealed. So yeah, I think I think it's it's like that's sort of the concept behind it. It's just everything about it to me feels like this is so that we have a pack in with blaster, but this is not intrinsically designed or um, intrinsically. Uh, confined to blaster. Mm. I hope so. I hope so. If only because there's there is that part of me that hopes that somewhere down the line, Generation Selects gives me like the the Rosanna flip sides two pack, so I can be even more confused of which is which. I I, I am hoping that if another Zoom call happens, I don't have to be the one to say you're doing Rosanna right. I'm hoping <laughs> someone else says it because. I shouldn't have to say it. There's so many other people who should be saying that stuff. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm glad to hear that the little guy, the, the the little like the little guy design uh, is really good because, like, especially whenever it's done in like more dense plastics, that'll probably be like a fun, you know, fiddle piece. And I, I love the idea that it's poseable. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. You, yeah. If he. If I wasn't scared to death of his material, he'd be a nice little one to just goof with on the desk. If I can find Blaster, I think I'm just gonna gonna do it with Energon infused eject because like 
I'll just treat it like, hey, this is the disposable prototype version I get to play with till the real one comes out. <laughs> there you go. See that? See that's really like gambling on your 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 assumption that it is gated off and able to be released. I yeah, I I'll 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 do that gamble because like worst case, I'll just find someone who's terrified of that of their energon infused eject who don't even want. It. I'll be like, I'll pay you ten bucks for it. <laughs> They'll get a new one. I'll use that one up until it breaks. I will be personally responsible for that accessory becoming scarce because I'll just keep buying them and breaking them. Uh, very cool. I have not seen that blaster. I don't even know where to look for that blaster in Canada. <laughs> uh, I can't go to Toys R Us easily anymore because Toys R Us in Canada is experimenting with very large price hikes on Transformers. Oh, fun. Um, $43 deluxes. Um, wait, wait, wait. Um, what? So deluxes over here are usually about 30 bucks, but it has been spotted more than once. Toys R Us is in Canada, um, changing Studio Series deluxes, at least, to being $43. Uh, along with a report I heard of a $90 leader toy. Um, now this is just Toys R Us. It's it's likely this is just Toys R Us doing what they got to do to survive yeah. uh, post pandemic. I mean, but I mean, we we I mentioned earlier in the show like there's going to be price increases this year, more yeah, or less. Yeah, yeah. I, I've I've heard rumblings of that because we we still we have a shipping crisis going on that they they flat out said you know we're we're planning to put this on you know the customer to compensate. Yeah, it, it's we're uh, my phrase that I'll, I'll use again is we are reaping the consequences of the last year and a half of world events. Mm. Um, I, I went on about it. it a little bit. It's like this; it's unavoidable. Uh, the prices will not come back down either. And oh no, oh no! It's it's just how it's. Uh, I'll I'll see how you feel about this actually, because also the the one other thing is this times really well with just being when prices would go up anyway. Because the last time we had prices go up was seven years ago with the last night premiere edition, like notably go up. Uh, so it's kind of like we're sort of just due for toy inflation anyway. <laughs> See, I don't, I don't even think we are. I don't even think we are because we're all, we're we're less than a year from the last time they bumped the prices up. What, what, it was, did they, what did, what did it, they bump them it, for? It, it was it was last it was last May. Let's see, let's see, let's see if I can figure it out. Yeah, it, it was last May. We'll see. Okay, they bumped they bumped up Voyager a couple bucks. They bumped up Leader three bucks. I remember when Kingdom got started, they bumped up Deluxe from nineteen ninety nine to twenty two ninety nine. Hmm. So we just we just had a price hike on those. What bugged me is like, I, I like I've seen the rumblings of what the p- new prices are going to be. Yeah, and like they're, you know, like it's like a, th- if the number's right, the cre- it's a credible source. It's a thirty percent hike on core class, which we just got core class. Yeah, you know, it's like I said, we are we are reaping some world event consequences. <laughs> Like my whole thing about like the 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 kind of pulse of of general markups aside, uh, this is also just inevitable this year, um, for all of the uh, the manufacturing difficulties, all the shipping difficulties, etc. Like, not just transformers, just toys and 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 physical games in general. Um, 
Which is not to say, like, so accepted, but as I said earlier, it's like, don't don't spend energy screaming at it to go away. Instead, spend energy figuring out how you proceed, basically. Yeah, yeah. This is, this is as inevitable as, as as the sky turning blue uh, when the when the morning comes. Yeah. Um, it is, I mean, it, I mean, it is frustrating, because I was already kind of, like, not happy with what I was spending on newer figures. So now yeah. that another hike is like really pushing me toward like because as it is I was, I'm trying to be pickier than I used to be. Like Slammer is one I would normally have just grabbed because it's a brand new mold. And but like, I keep thinking to myself, you know, those really I really lost interest in that style of figure really quick. So maybe I pass on him. And I'm looking at the Legacy Waves, and I'm like, I don't need. Uh, you know, a, a a facsimile of Prime RC. I don't think I need the G oneified bulkhead. Maybe I may just sit, let those sit. Maybe just let, we'll just be a little bit more picky about it. Yeah, I, I'd mentioned earlier, like this is an era when um, more varied product review. Uh, this is the time for it to arrive. More voices that have particular tastes that they clearly state more subjective review so that people can find someone who's like-minded and like, can I get their feedback? Oh yeah. Uh, and bouncing off that, I have a new one to add is this is the time, this is the time to pick and choose, but also share your experiences and don't feel like you have to be critical. Just share whether you love it or not. And if someone has questions, answer the questions communally, we can inform each other about like what a toy does as well. Uh, so like you know it, this this is flying in the face of FOMO obviously but I just think that like going forward with prices going up again this is a time to pick and choose and also just interact and at times find out if just someone telling you about a figure is enough for you to actually get all your enjoyment of it you know <laughs> like uh like if that if that Prime RC ends up being a really fun like just transforming motorcycle but aesthetically it is just uh anathema to your taste then hearing about it working well might just be good enough because it's like okay I can bank that and then if they ever do it in a in a colorway I like more then I'll know that I might I might dig messing with it. Um, it's because yeah I, I think the days of like I collect every wave when it comes out is probably going to dial back for a lot of folks yeah. even those who can afford it because it's yeah uh, I think the highs will like like no matter what happens the with Transformers mainline the highs are still really high. It's just like now you might want to wait and find out which ones are your highs, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, I've seen because I've seen a lot of folks going like, "How am I gonna How am I gonna keep up with the waves?" And I'm like, "This is a great time to train yourself out of feeling like you got to keep up with the waves." Yeah, because exactly. that's it's understandable. Chasing the zeitgeist, being part of a new conversation, is fun, but it's like that's not the best motivation for collecting though, because then you're, you're, you're chasing after the purchase of an object, yeah. which, which then renders the object less important than finding the object. If that makes any sense. Um, yeah, you you we're hitting a point where, you know, it, it, keep in mind, there are people in this hobby that they never get things when they first come out. They always wait for them to come out on sale. And nine times out of 10, if they're diligent about it, they'll still get everything. They just might have to wait a while on it, mm-hmm. but they still get it. You know, it's still in their collection. They just pay a lot less for it. You know, if you're one of the ones that hangs out at like one of the liquidation shops, you know, that gets all, all of Walmart's runoffs. There's people who exclusively buy that way. 
know, and it's yeah. still a very, a very complete collection. It's not really a call for like how, you know, like how do I afford all of this? It's like it's maybe a call to like change the way that you perceive how you're collecting and how you approach getting it all, because there are alternatives to just grabbing it as soon as you see it at a store. Yeah, and uh, and it's it's also worth noting that like our current um, mainline pattern is almost everything gets at least one redeco, if not a redeco with new parts. No, so yeah. if you don't if you if you just want to handle the designs, if that's what your what your your you know that's what your what your quiche is that you want to taste, you'll get the chance if you if you don't mind holding off because one of the colorways will probably be um, less expensive to pick up at some point. Uh, yeah. And then the longer you wait, the more you get to kind of prepare, you know, like, hey, tracks, for instance, I don't know when I'm ever going to pick up Kingdom Tracks because, you know, thankfully I got tipped off that there's a very decent chance he's not going to be all that fun to handle. So I was able to not just like snag him at retail. Now I can kind of chill out if I catch him at like, you know, a BOGO or something I can be like, oh, I'll grab tracks now. Sure. Um but you know that's a, that's a very specific example. But yeah, it's still there. well, I I, th- I think I, I mean I think the really good example we got right now is the Laser Optimus Prime is coming out because it's so like it's a brand new Leader Prime. It's the G two design. You know, it, you're like think about jumping on it, but also if you've been in this collection long enough, one you might have the G two version, which you know is in regard in some in some situations definitely better. So mm-hmm. it is a time where maybe you can, you know, maybe think back, like, as I made this point before, like, we're hitting this point where maybe with the budgets shrinking, like, the way they are and the engineering shortcutting, we're getting to the point where there's some toys you can't upgrade, you know, and that G2 Prime with, you know, that very simple trailer rather than ones with all the firing accessories, for some is definitely going to be inferior to the original they might still have. And, mm. you know, to your point, you know, if it's one that you'd be on the fence about, you know we're getting Scourge at some point. Oh yeah, Generation like, Select Scourge. I would bet five oh, it's bucks. Not, it's not even. It's not even a selects. Like, like, I, I, I wouldn't. I would not be. I wouldn't be surprised to see that it's somewhere on retail. Oh it's yeah, just, yeah. It's I, that. It's that character. I, yeah, I, I should say. I don't think it's like selects or bust. I just think that like, there's something about Scourge that feels like the instinct on the Hasbro side would be, oh, that's a great selects, even if, like, it doesn't have to be. Uh, I just got, I, just, I have this feeling that he might end up being selects rather than, than like, see, selects isn't even a, really that different from mass retail. Like, selects is still basically mass retail. Uh, yeah, right? yeah. Like, <laughs> I mean, it's, it's online retail. Or GameStop, yeah. if you're lucky. Yeah, like, in Canada, it's it's like, it's GameStop and Toys R Us retail, pretty much. Um, but yeah, like, like, you know, you look at that laser prime, there are, there are an obvious redeco. There's the ultra Magnus niche redeco. And then like, yeah. they, they see, might the, see do that, him in another redeco as well. Like, who knows? That, see that? Yeah. Like, oh God. Cause I mean, I mean, you, you could start sourcing out from so many different areas to get deco ideas for that design. I would actually be down for that laser Magnus. I've always liked the look of that for some reason. Yeah, it's it's a very cool deco. My uh, my mom has a laser Magnus from back when it was new. I, I uh, like it because it's got it's it's the Ultra Magnus colors, but it's still the white Optimus head, so it just kind of looks like he took his helmet off. 
Yeah, you know, he's just he's just chilling. He's got a sword now. Um, but yeah, because uh, I've seen more so from the six inch collectors a lot of like really like oh my god, what what are we gonna do about the price prices going up? Um, in Transformers, I think we're actually quite uniquely at an advantage where we're not like really have like I mean you know, quote unquote having to collect whole waves the way that six inch collectors often do due to build a figures or due to power rangers teams those are the two big ones that i can think of uh for star wars troop building um mm-hmm. in transformers like they're all unique figures which is quite a draw but demonstrably there are folks who just don't care for some entire concepts um and there's nothing that intrinsically ties all the figures together to where you have to get the whole wave or you're missing part of the experience um like there's always well, I mean there's still groups, you know, like you know, an Avengers to one collector is gonna be the eighty four Autobots to another. Oh yeah, and, and I was gonna say, like, there's gonna be a Menasaur in in the in the first year of Legacy. Um thing I would say is if you're real particular about Menasaur, um there is no such thing as the perfect Menasaur because there are so many different Menasaur designs. Mm-hmm. Many of them are not great, but they're still Menasaur. So there's a decent chance Menasaur might bounce off you, in which case, yo, that's a whole commander class you don't even have to think about, right? <laughs> yeah. Um. So yeah, I don't know. I just I feel I f- I feel like there's less to fear uh, about the price hikes than I feel like I'm getting the impression of off of the the reactions for the last couple weeks. Um, but it comes with a lot of like. Uh. What's the word I'm looking for? I was gonna say it comes with a lot, a lot of like old fan talk about like uh, about about not buying everything. But mm. t- to me, it's more like it's more like you're kind of getting you're you're sort of having the opportunity forced upon you to a degree to assess why you why you enjoy toys. Uh, yeah, and that's not a bad thing. Um, that's, that's it's a really fun thing, in my opinion. Uh, I mean, I mean, I mean, so, yeah, I mean, some like. There's nothing wrong with self-reflection. Yeah. You know, and yeah, you know, sometimes, you know, sometimes you hit that it, there's always something that kind of triggers you to do it. It's just make and just make yourself just kind of like a, take a step back and just examine things. You know, I you know, I'm you know, like I said, I'm trying to be choosier with what I buy, which means not only like am I really excited for the things I do get, but hey, you know, like today, I had an opportunity to do really stupid things with my money that made me really happy, and yeah. I actually had that money to kicking around because I haven't gone off and spent it on every single Transformer, Common Rider, all kinds of things that I normally get. Yeah, it's the same thing of me, like kind of dropping fig arts for the most part. Uh, is I, I, you know, it's one less. It's it's whenever the spending feels more like an obligation than than enjoyment. I mean, we've said that before. Like that's a good time to kind of start assessing like whether you're enjoying stuff. Uh, I was just talking to Type V3 briefly on Twitter because I was talking about this stuff, and he'd mentioned that like he found for him like a lot of the excitement was pursuing the new thing and getting to take part in that conversation, uh, and that was what the enjoyment was. And I was like, yeah, like you know that's valid still, but if someone is pursuing the zeitgeist to the point where where the toy itself is less important than acquiring the toy, I'm so ready and and willing and eager to help someone smash that mindset to pieces if they're if they feel like they're not, you know, either not able to keep up with it and or not even enjoying it. Like I'm I'm happy to help someone wanna like figure out a more fulfilling 
version of toy collecting because boy howdy the industry of collecting merchandise certainly wants everyone to feel like they want to chase the zeitgeist uh, uh, yeah and and I, it it really makes discussing toys frustrating to me at times where like you want to talk about what you enjoy about the thing and really it's like oh you got it sweet is it good yeah all right anyway i'm looking for the new thing and it's like but there's so much to still talk about with this <laughs> yeah 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 uh, I mean, we, well, we know it. We know it as reviewers, you know. Yeah, like, yeah, because you know, because because we've seen what happens. Like the first week something comes out, things blow up. Everyone's talking about it, and then like, I don't review things immediately. I take my time and doing whatever I want. And everyone's moved on. It's it's always about the the hot the the hot new thing that just came out. The thing I've noticed though that I, I would I would say is, I find I've I've been pleasantly surprised that. When I put up a video about a Transformer that isn't new, it gets less views than when I've gotten ones and been able to put it up as one of the first pieces of coverage. But that margin is not all that wide. It's not all that... It's not, like, all that many less views over time. Uh, which helped me, you know, like, go like, oh, it's safe. So people do want to see me just talk about, like, a four-year-old toy because I want to. That's great. Yeah. Uh, I, and also, like like... You know, I, I was I was saying this on Twitter as well. Like, one with toys, especially one great way to get more enjoyment or at least more exploration of what you own is in the form of video, and it doesn't have to be reviews. I really want, like, I would like there to be more voices doing subjective review, um, that that helps people, you know, make decisions, uh, not based on hard data, but just on on feeling. But I also want there to be so many more people just making toy videos that are not reviews that are just like, I really like this part about this toy. Here's a little video yeah. about it. Um, I was saying earlier, like if you have retro toys with gimmicks, just set up some sweet shots of the gimmicks working because those, those pieces of footage will outlive the gimmicks, uh, plastic and metal springs because those gimmicks will eventually degrade. But if you film them yourself, then you have them for, you know, perpetuity. Um, like, beyond the lifespan of the actual physical piece. So there's just a whole lot about it. Like, I can go on and on, but... Um, I think there's a net positive to be gained from all of this, but it comes from also making toy collecting less inherently... Uh, toxic's not the right word, but I can't think of a different word. Less inherently uh, obligation-based, I guess. Um, I'm doing a lot of hand gestures. So I should probably yeah I can hear him. <laughs> I should move along from here. Were there any other transformers that you got before I went on to my psycho babble? <laughs> um, for no, here's the, okay. So here's the thing. Everything else I got is still in the bags. Oh, it's, it's waiting. Yeah, yeah. Because because I got off the road at like nine thirty, ate dinner, found out oh they're doing a podcast, and then jumped in. Yeah, we so made it work. All, so there's loose stuff in there. There's sealed stuff in there. I don't know if I'm going to open the sealed stuff because there's something in my head now that like really loves seeing like just big collections of sealed stuff. I thought you were going to say I was going to open the sealed stuff, but it's all Titans Return. So now I need to assess <laughs> <laughs> how many thousands of dollars it turns out I have. Uh, nah, that's all. That's all good. That just means we got more material for the future. Because there is a future for this podcast. We persevere! 
And we continue. We are in the era of an army of bees. And uh, it's just like saying that because it sounds really threatening. Um, <laughs> but uh, I, yeah, I, TJ. I, I used to have a friend who was like obsessed with like the bee apocalypse. That the bees were going to like killer bees are going to swarm and take over everything and kill everyone. And now we I live mean, now our now our now our podcast has been taken over by bees. Yeah, but they're benevolent bees, though. So it's, it turns out, it turns out, if you just say like, "Hey, do you want to do something creative uh, and hobby related?" Bees are like, "Oh yeah, dog, sure." It's like you don't have to fight them. You don't have to like go out there with a fire hose, going like, "Oh, I'm going to soak all the bees and make them go away." <laughs> get get them into podcasting. Yeah, you, you've clearly never played Among Us with a man. Uh, I, yeah, I. <laughs> I mean, in Among Us, I just I just role play, you know what what happens happens. Uh, but uh, yeah, TJ, um, happy New Year, and thank you for joining me here today. Yeah, yeah, I'm glad I made for some of the podcast. Hell yeah, no, we hit the we hit the bullets, we hit we hit we hit the bullets and caught up on the Transformers. Um, but uh, yeah, thank you all by the way for listening as well, listener. You're part of this. Um, we're gonna continue on. I'm gonna we're gonna continue on with a lot of the same kind of approach that I've been doing for the last bit. I kind of like just sort of, you know, touch on a bit of news, but focus more on, on, on our acquisitions, more on listener questions. It's just a little bit more chill. Um, but, uh, you know, the, the year is ahead of us, so we'll see what it brings. Uh, in the meantime, just keep staying safe. Um, stay, uh, stay in touch, uh, and, uh, and touch your transformers. Cause they want to be touched. That sounded way better. That sounded way better in my head. Did it? I know I say did it really? Lot, this, legit, legitimately, this one really did sound better in my head, and it came out. It came out all sticky and dirty. So we'll just we'll just cap it there. It means, but you got some badass perpetrators that are here to stay.